What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. <laughs> Look out. <laughs> yeah, it's only me. It's only the Kimmer standby with Pete Davis, sidekick producer and sports tour extraordinaire, and the mechanical mangler at the controls. It's Flounder, baby. Stand by. Look out. It's Wednesday. Hump me. Oh, the day I was born. Yeah, boy. How's it going? Have a happy, happy hump day here with 106.3, the Kimmer Pete and Flounder. Okay, Pete, how's it going in the mountains of Macon, sir? What's new? Uh, just uh, waiting around for Thanksgiving. <laughs> I see more Christmas lights going up in my neighborhood. I, I have a, I rent a townhouse, a little cul-de-sac action up north there in Alpharetta. And, man, more and more lights are going up, including neighbors on my, my two neighbors on either side of me. And so, and I've got my Christmas lights that I have not put up yet, but I think I'll put them up you know, probably the end of this, by the end of this week. But I may not turn them on until after th- until Thanksgiving night, and just to kind of keep with the tradition. But they're going up, and, I, and actually I'm kind of, you know, I mean, I'm not ready. I, I, I go through stress mess because, you know, my kids are in, got far away and, everything, you know, sing on. Yeah. So anyway, so it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a thing. But I but I like this. I like I love the lights. I love to see the colors. I, it's putting me in a good mood. And uh, so things are good. Uh, Flounder, how about you? How's everything uh, with, the, with the Flounder? Good, also? which actually I'm doing great, <clears throat> which uh, get, brings me to a question. Do you prefer yeah. colored lights or white lights on your Christmas tree? Well, actually, I, um, I grew, well, uh, <laughs> colored with the whites. Uh, <laughs> Learn a white. Okay. Uh, well, growing up as a kid, we had those great big colored bulbs. Yeah, the you know, bulbs. You yeah, probably they're... saw those yes. as a, maybe, you're, maybe old. Now, Pete, you know about those old, for the old fashioned original Christmas tree lights were great big bulbous things, uh, different yeah. colors. And then and then eventually it went to uh, the all white Christmases were big with all white sparkly lights and just all white. And those are beautiful and, and look crystalline and stuff like that. But I, I have a little, I have, a, I have a, a small tree and I have colored lights on it. And I have colored lights outside on my deck. Because when you drive into, our, in, into this kind of, like most townhomes, I think, into the, into the cul-de-sac, you're seeing actually the garages as you drive in. And so people have decks, and that's where you put your uh, your decorations around the decks going around. So, so that's what I'll do. I'll wire that up. Anyway, uh, and how's Miss Veronica? She, uh, does she, uh, you know, is a uh, Christmas spirit? Doing is, uh, well, as always. Yeah. Yes. Excellent. Excellent. Okay. Um, uh, let's see. All right. Uh, hey, by the way, we love phone calls. Here's a number. A lot of stuff going on today. We'll talk about all the newsy things and some goofy stuff, including... Uh, Will Smith murdering a guy, but not the way you think, <coughs> apparently. <laughs> uh, here's the number, 404-741-1230, 741-1230. And, of course, we'll have a uh, a swell C update with Taylor Swift and Kevin <laughs> Travis Kelsey. 
It's on. I'm telling you, just just scrolling through your phone on any news outlet. I we have, I have two or three news apps. I'm, I go through and scroll, and there, there's got to be ten stories a day on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I mean, it's unbelievable. And, and we'll share a little teeny one just for the heck of it because I I still think it's a sweet story and I think it's real. And you know when uh, anyway we'll talk about it. Uh, 306. Also, um, uh, a bunch of things going on. Hunter Biden's in the news again. Lawsuits. We'll talk. But but is that a, a, a those the, that seventeen year old kid in Las Vegas who got beaten to death by those other kids, like what ten or twelve uh, high school kids? Is that a, is that a racial thing? Were, uh, I, were they all black and he was all and he was white or whether was this was that not a racial thing? Pete, do you know? Hello. I I oh, think sorry. it was. Tell yeah. The truth. Yeah. Well, it was all black kids beating, beating it looked on like a white kid. Yeah, Apparently what happened is they threw him in a trash can, and then the other kid came over to defend him, and he's the one who... Yeah, he, he def- helped defend. Somebody stole a vaping pen and some yeah. stuff, and so they got in a fight on this old meet you after school kind of deal. And then, it got, and then the kid who was actually trying to come to the rescue of another kid beaten picked on, and, he's, and the guy who came to the rescue, the Good Samaritan, is the one who got murdered. And, by the, and the good news is that those kids are, are being charged with murder. Uh, hopefully as adults, because the youngest one, I think, is 13. Uh, let, let that hey, You're going to love big boy prison. <laughs> anyway, uh, also we got, uh, oh, uh, the FBI liar. <laughs> I said liar. I meant uh, the FBI liar in chief, Christopher the Cossack Ray, uh, once again fudging before Congress today in a hearing about how dangerous it is with what's going on in America now with a border. <laughs> yeah, well, why don't you do something about it? I thought the FBI was supposed to protect America from crime on American soil. Not on foreign soil. That's the CIA. I thought the FBI was supposed to protect Americans. What if they don't squat, jack freaking squat, about all the fentanyl murders in America? And by the way, all those the hundreds of thousands of Americans being murdered by the fentanyl and the poisonous stuff, they were not, those aren't drug addicts. They were poisoned. They, they were not taking a joy trip to see how high they could get on fentanyl. They were poisoned. The fentanyl was part of some other drug they wanted to take to calm down or to study or what. I mean, you know, these, all those kids were not, uh, you know, weird drug addicts who were just getting high every night with shooting up heroin and stuff. They were poisoned. That's a crime, FBI. Christopher freaking Ray, what a disgrace. Dirty, stinking, lying, fake. God. January 6th. Oh, we don't know anything about any undercover. No, no, you lying liar. God, just, I, you know, it makes me freaking... You know, I, just, I know, I, and I know they're still trying to put something in the trunk of my car too. Pull me over late at night somewhere. <laughs> Hope I get in a fight. Pull me your, pull your pistol, Mister. You know what they do? Their FBI is probably having having a little contest right now to see which one of their agents can dress up like pretend to be a gangster, like pretending to carjack me. And so when I shoot the bastard dead at DRT right there in the street, then they can have agents who will say, "Oh no, that's not the way it happened at all," and put me in prison for the rest of my life. I'll bet you. <clears throat> Well, it could be an overreaction. I'm not sure. Uh, anyway, we got that clip. <laughs> well, I can't be responsible for everything. It's Wednesday. <laughs> it's Christmas coming. God's sake, man. Simmer down. I gotta get it. Get, it's all backing up in me. I tell you, I gotta get it out of my system. <laughs> I gotta release it. I gotta let go of it. <laughs> we have a lot of stuff on, on on the Hamas and the Jewish things. Oh, you're gonna hear some great sound bites today too. Uh, uh, Dana White. Uh, talking about sponsors who try to uh, uh, woke him and so forth. Also, Nikki Haley, holy cow, you may have just ruined your chances. I, I wonder if this is what, the same thing that, uh, uh, who used to be the vice president? 
Uh, which are from Mike Ohio Pence, or Indiana. When Mike, when Mike, Mike Pence, Pence was on with Tucker. Yeah, when Mike Tucker Pence ruined his... Yeah, and Tucker said, well, I, I'm not worried about the Americans. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, and, 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 and here we go. I think Nikki might have just uh, blown the turkey goose here. Anyway... She's um, quite a little authoritarian, isn't she? Well, she's a little something. And plus, you know, it's funny from... Well, I don't want to say this. I, it, it's it, it's not as as though she were a you know white supremacist, you know, it's, so, which is even kind of funnier. Because and frankly, a lot of I don't I don't you can't call her a foreigner, but a lot of people who have uh, a, a a different. Uh, other country cultural influence tend to sometimes be a lot stronger in their beliefs about things like that than than maybe a liberal Americans. Anyway, it's, it's interesting. We'll, we'll, you'll hear her, by the way, talk about it and some of the reaction. Uh, Massachusetts town to fly the Palestinian flag. All kinds of reaction. More people getting fired. Oh, oh, that uh, that dirtbag who pulled the fire alarm in Congress and then pretended he didn't know anything about it and it was all a mistake and so forth is now being ripped because he was telling people what it means to be Jewish. He He's black. <laughs> I mean, I just think that's hysterical. You know, it's like me telling what it's like to be a black man in America today. Oh, <laughs> uh, let's see. Oh, uh, what do we got? Oh, uh, we got so many. Oh, the ghost and the women hair pull. Mm-hmm. Could happen to cabin. Also, just a little re- quick reaction here. And I promise we'll get to it. We have actually newsy stuff. We also have Holy Crap at Sports. We have Peach Tweets. We have uh, some Flounders Funnies. Um, an update on the Vatican and Freemasons. I didn't know this was a thing. And uh, as an ordained minister, the most dangerous minister in America, I should know this, and I'm sure Pete does. On the Freemasons coming up, the Pope just made a new announcement saying, oh, no, you don't. Uh, first, quick reaction on a couple things. Uh, when I put the video of me, I, I took a selfie video of me uh, in my old Marine Corps uniform from when I haven't worn, been able to button since 1969 when I came home. Uh, and uh, Nathan the Fuzz, our old buddy Nathan the Fuzz, from years and years and years ago, uh, tweeted out a, uh, a reply to the video and uh, showing me taking a selfie with my cell phone, a video selfie, and he says, oh, cute phone for a, mar- for a, few- a cute phone case for a Marine. And according to my phone case is, well, I'll hold it up to, uh, to uh, Skynet here, what do you call it, YouTube. It's blue, it's kind of blue and white. And the reason I have it is because every other case I've ever had my cell phone is black. Everything in my house is black. The furniture's dark, the countertops are dark. And so whenever I'm going, if I'm in my, uh, you know, doing my study at my Ottoman and chair stuff and taking down news notes and decide to go into the kitchen, I bring my phone with me and I'm liable to put it on the counter and then can't see it because the counter's black and the phone's black and I keep losing to play where my damn phone is. So I went into Best Buy's or no, I went to, I think it was Target anyway, whatever, uh, and I went in there and I said and it wasn't Best Buy's, it was uh, whatever uh, Walmart, and I said, uh, I said, I need the brightest color phone case you have and this was it. <laughs> it's kind of a light blue and a, and a little bit of a white and it's still not really working, but anyway that's why I have it, Mr. Smarty Pan. And then he did put on an LOL, which means uh, lots of love or something, I guess. Uh, anyways, we got, oh, I got a lot of reaction to my cut and paste in me, too, which I don't really appreciate. And I got a phone problem. I want to know about slowing me down, too. We'll get to that. A couple of quick video things coming up. If you haven't seen the latest in the crime going around in this country, if you drive a UPS truck or a FedEx truck, Man, you're in danger every time you park it. Also, the guys with guns at homeowners' doors. We'll get to that in a second, too. 313, we got it all coming up with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. 404-741-1230, on 106.3. Right here.
Ah, yes, the gentle sound of jazz. Trying to find that note. It's in there somewhere. Keep trying. Da da da. It's got to be flat, sir. Da 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 da. Yeah, but it's uh, Miles Davis uh, with the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder show here. 25th. Now, see, this is so sad. It's just uh, trying to find. Can't really go anywhere tonight. <laughs> Actually, this isn't bad. Some of the stuff you see is just like, what am I listening to? I remember sometimes some chick made me take her to live jazz. At, at what was the place with the alligators? Uh, uh, hot uh, Dante's Inferno, was that? Dante's Down the Hatch? Down the Hatch or something. Yeah, the big live jazz band. <laughs> I mean, this is horrible. Shannon Burke's a big jazz fan. Oh, God. Well, everybody everybody but me, I think. It loves <laughs> I'm sure everybody but me. Is a big jazz fan, and I'm and I'm just sorry. I just it just and I appreciate the talent. I mean, you know, I mean, I know jazz musicians. You know, I mean, so I mean, I know the talent it takes, uh, is, but I just don't. I don't like it. Anyway, uh, 2015, uh, Miles Davis, the trumpeter, was voted the greatest jazz artist of all time on uh, this day in 2015 by UK British stations, uh, BBC Radio and Jazz FM, Louis Armstrong, Duke Ellington, Ella Fitzgerald, Charlie Parker, and Billy Holiday made the top ten, but number one was Miles Davis. And in fact, my old news director many years ago uh, named his uh, son Miles, and uh, I think he played the flugelhorn or something for the fun of uh, Quick birthday of no. Oh, we have a phone call. Hold on, babe. We'll be right with you. It's we got Megan coming up here in a second. Uh, quick birthday, John Roberts. I think I just saw him on Fox News this afternoon. John Roberts uh, is 67 years old today, and I believe, by the way, I, I want to salute him. Uh, many, it might have been a year ago or some time ago. Uh, one day he showed up, uh, John Roberts, on Fox, and he had uh, black hair. He had he had gone. It was going white or gray. It was going white, uh, gray, and all of a sudden he showed up with black hair, and he looked ridiculous. I mean, he really looked ridiculous. The next time I saw him, like a day late, the next day or the or two days later, it was back to natural again. He did the right thing. And he said, "Man, this looks stupid." And now he's got. I mean, I wish I had a beautiful white hair. I, I would have loved to have had a lot of uh, gray hair, white hair. But anyway, so John Roberts, happy birthday, my friend, and you did the right thing, being your natural self. Sixty-seven degrees. Uh, quick historical note. Where was it? Oh, here we go. Uh, 1993. A judge in Mineola, New York, sentenced Joey Buttafuoco, Joey Buttafuoco, uh, to six months in jail for the statutory rape of Amy Fisher, the Long Island Lolita herself. She, uh, by the way, was already in prison for shooting Joey's wife, Mary Jo, in the face, which was uh, very impolite there many years ago. I, I, I 20, uh, was that? 30 years ago. Holy cow. Uh, 320. Uh, to the phones, to the phones. It's Megan. Hi, Megan. Happy Wednesday. Thanks for calling. How you doing? What's on your mind? Hey, Kimmer. Good hey. to talk to you. My pleasure. I just um, wanted to call and let you know, bless your little heart, yeah. Kimmer. Yeah, yeah. Um, L-O-L actually means laugh out loud. <laughs> it doesn't mean love, uh, lots of love. Just so that you know. And you do make me laugh out loud. I laughed out loud when you said that. Well, it reminds um, me of the, of the famous story of the lady who sent a uh, condolence note to a woman, uh, the family of a woman who just died, and she said, uh, may the peace be happiness with you for the loss of the love of the thing, and signed it LOL, thinking it meant lots of love. 
<laughs> to the funeral of the up. <laughs> well, it's like it's like S A S when I when I see S M H, it all means to me is suck my hand, and I know that's yeah. not right. I just I, I don't I'm not good with these. What are the glitty? What do they call them? Glippity gloppities or what the hell are they called? No, I don't. Hey, I'm old like you. And my <laughs> kids just say, "Mom, you're old. You don't know what you're talking the, about." There you go, and we just go about our happy way. Uh, thank you, that's Megan. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, yes. There you go. All right, baby. Thanks, Megan. You have a great day. Be careful out there. Thank you. Uh, she's very sweet. 322. But speaking of be careful out there, again, I think I'll, I'll do the Hunter story here in a minute, the Vegas teens and the FBI lying idiot. And we'll do uh, Dana White. We'll play Dana White soundbite coming up here in a second, too, Flounder. Uh, first of all, if you haven't seen it, this is uh, two videos, <clears throat> oh, actually four videos, uh, talking about uh, visualizing what's going on in crime in America. And again, there, surveillance cameras are everywhere. If you're going to do something stupid, you're probably going to... Well, I, I shouldn't warn criminals because they're too dumb to keep doing it. But uh, some of the uh, two things really struck me. I saw this morning, last night, and so forth. There was a... It doesn't even matter where they were. Major cities. Democrat cities, mostly. And a, a, a UPS truck had pulled over. A woman got out to go deliver a package. And about 15 guys in the neighborhood of a certain... Uh, persuasion, all just stole everything out of the truck, grabbed all the packages, ran down the street, and the lady standing there going, uh, hello, well, uh, well, uh-huh, and off they go. No problem, no big deal, and what's she going to do about it? And then the same thing, a FedEx truck. Say, uh, unbelievable. I mean, they just have taken everything out of the truck. They just swarmed the place. What are you going to do about it? And then I saw two different videos of stores. And, a, and all of a sudden, a, a mob crowd. It's like one of those flash mobs. There must have been a dozen of them, and all of a certain persuasion, all of a sudden just taking everything. I saw a guy running out the door, and he grabbed the he grabbed the, the big four-foot-long lighted-up display thing for, you know, and, and took off through the door with that. I mean, it's, and they're just grabbing everything. One, one guy dragged out the entire... You know those big metal stands where they have all the all the candy and the crackers and all that stuff, and they're they're metal uh, uh, wire stands and all they're big, different layers like a Christmas tree of all the, the snacks and stuff. This guy dragged the whole damn. He grabbed it by the top and dragged the whole damn thing out of the store. I mean the, the metal rack out of the, and what's you know, who's going to do what? I mean they're like flash mobs like this all over the place all the time. And right, if you pull over a truck and you're a delivery guy, boom, there goes somebody's Christmas presents. They're all gone forever. And, 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 you know, of course, you know, your insurance may cover the money you pay, but that's not the point. The point is you lost a present to somebody you cared about or, the, or whatever it is you needed. You're, I mean, oh, my God. And they're just getting away with it. No big deal. It's scary. And it's all over. Uh, and again, that, and, uh, in fact, Pete, let me ask you this, too, at 324, and I promise we'll get to the newsy stuff, but this is kind of newsy. The one video I saw that I was really... Uh, shocked by was the uh, the man in, looked like he was in his 30s. He I saw him interviewed last night on Fox. He was in his 30s and he's walking up to his door. He put, he's holding a cup of tea and he's walking up to his door. He puts the key in the door and all of a sudden this guy comes up with a gun, puts a gun in his back. So the good guy, the the man, the, the father man guy, the house guy turns around, throws the hot tea in the face of the bad guy. So the bad guy turns around. At the same time, the good guy pulls the gun out of his waistband and starts shooting. And I noticed that he he obviously had a round in the chamber. There's two ways to have, a, if you have a pistol, two ways to carry it. One with a round in the chamber and perhaps some kind of safety device if your pistol have it. Some don't. 
like revolvers don't have a safety, so if you pull a trigger, it's going to fire. Uh, but some, uh, he had an automatic, looked like, and so he, uh, he obviously had a round in the chamber. And there's a debate, uh, all gun owners have a debate of whether they put a round in the chamber or whether they would want to take the time to rack the slide and put it in there so they don't have a, you know, it doesn't go off accidentally pulling it out of their pants or something. Anyway, but this guy, you're coming up to his door, holding a cup of tea, and gets a gun stuck in his back, and then start fi- gets in a gunfight with the two guys. And then the other video just killed me. The, the, the three guys in masks uh, come barge into a house, tie up the, fa- the mother and wife, and their four-year-old daughter is wandering around in the area, watching in the living room as they're on the floor being, you know, uh, threatened with having their heads blown off. And their little four-year-old daughter is right there, gee, what's going on, daddy and mommy, while the bad guys are, uh, you know, ready to pistol whip their parents. <laughs> Four years old. All their folks are getting robbed. God, I mean, it's unbelievable. <clears throat> All right. Okay, Hunter Biden, holy smokes. Hunter Biden, I love the way, you know, these are like you should talk. Hunter Biden's legal team, his lawyer, is now arguing that he should be able to subpoena Donald Trump and former Attorney General Richard Donahue, the acting Attorney General, and former Attorney General Bill Barr, and other lawyers for Trump's campaign and, and former administration. He wants to subpoena Donald Trump and his former top guys to find out whether they were applying improper, incessant, and partisan pressure to get an investigation into Hunter Biden. Yes, Mr. Biden seeks specific information from three former DOJ officials and former President Trump, possibly a vindictive or selective prosecution arising from an unrelenting pressure campaign beginning in the last administration in violation of Mr. Biden's Fifth Amendment rights under the Constitution. Oh, my God. How many times have we said the Democrats accuse you of doing what they do? Hunter Biden's team is accusing Donald Trump of using improper. Proper incessant partisan pressure to have him investigated. Oh my God! How about what's been going on for the last seven years? <laughs> I mean, this is hysterical. Uh, Hunter, this is on the gun case. If he, by the way, if he's convicted, if he had been, I guarantee you, if he had been a Republican and uh, and he was convicted and he was going to, and he was charged and convicted, uh, he faces twenty five years in prison. If he's convicted, he'll never go to prison. For a couple of reasons. One, his old man will pardon him if he does. If it, but it's going to be at least next year before he even goes to trial. Anyway, I mean, this is, appall- this is just astounding that they, they say, well, he's using unfair pressure to get my client, you know, indicted and arrested and make him look like a bad guy. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, we used unfair pressure against you. Holy smokes. Uh, and they, Hunter's well, issues will affect... His dad running as much as Trump's legal issues running in 2024? I don't. Democrats don't care. I, I, honestly, I think the answer is so they simple. They behind it's, it's just, yeah, it's Absolutely. They don't care. And, and again, they're saying, uh, in fact, all, all of them, they're, they're still saying there's no evidence. Every one of those, including a, a suspected child molester, Chuck Schumer, all of them. All well, guys, even Mike Johnson. Yeah, there's no, <laughs> there's no evidence against, you know, uh, that, that, that Joe did anything. He maybe got some money, but he no, no proof he did anything, you know, un- immoral or uh, illegal or against the Constitution. They say there's no evidence. They don't care. Even if they, even, you know, even, even if, if he, he came out, even if he came out and said, "Well, okay, I got twelve million dollars. Okay, <laughs> don't sue me." You know, they'd say, "Oh, well, you have a right to. You weren't making any money as a senator, so you have a right to make money for your retirement and for your family. So let's vote for. I mean, it's un- they won't care. They will not care. It won't make a damn bit of difference.
And if he's convicted, uh, and I don't think, you know, well, he's not going to be president next time. But anyway, uh, it's just astounding. Oh, also, uh, this is hysterical. Uh, FBI Director uh, Chrissy Ray. The Cossack from Russia, a suspected undercover Russian agent, says the border getaways are a a real serious uh, concern for us here at the FBI. All these uh, evading illegal immigrants coming into the country is a source of concern. Uh, You know, we really don't know what to do about it. Uh, Our sources are telling us, oh, now I'm getting a phone call and I can't take it right now. Uh, The number of getaways is well over 2 million. And and can the FBI, at the hearing, they ask him, can the FBI guarantee the people of unknown suspected terrorists are not among those getaways? He said, well, we're we're, uh, it's a great concern. I thought you were the national police force. You're supposed to be stopping them. If criminals are coming across the border with fentanyl to kill our children, why aren't you stopping them? Why aren't you there arresting them? Why aren't you there searching them? Seriously, the FBI, that's what you're supposed to do. You're crime fighters on American soil. So how come you're not at the freaking border, one foot over the border saying, come here, sir, let me search your ass. Freaking cowards, you damn stinking traitors. That's where you lying, stinking scumbag. What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. Yeah, put something in my trunk. See what happens to you. 3.30, my God, man. Sounds like uh, Jamaican Calypso music. Is this Led Zeppelin? Yes, it is. I'll be damned. Oh, I remember that. This is the one we've talked about before. I remember this song now. I didn't recognize the beginning part of it. Sounds like a Stones song, right? uh, Yeah. (laughs) Stones, Beatles, you know, James Clark (laughs) 5. Yeah, this is Led Zeppelin, all right. And it was on this day in 2007. Kenneth Donnell from Glasgow paid a hundred and something thousand dollars for two tickets to see Led Zeppelin rehearse and perform at the O2 Arena in London on the 10th of December. This was done this day in 2007. Donald bid for the tickets as part of an auction for the BBC's Children in Need. So he paid like $130,000 or something for the tickets. A quick birthday of note, a really fine actor, Sam Waterston, is 83 today. Jack McCoy on Law & Order. But I remember him uh, specifically from The Killing Fields. He was the reporter for the New York Times in the in the movie. And uh, Hang Noor, the uh, Cambodian 
refugee who was actually a, a true story of him uh, being the guy they were talking about. And then, if I remember, he was murdered in a in a robbery or something several years after he was saved in America many years ago. Anyway, Sam Watterson's 83 years old, Jack McCoy and uh, Killing Fields actor. And a quick uh, historical note here. Let's see what we got here. Oh, yeah, uh, 1997, William Shatner married his third wife, uh, Nereen Kidd. Uh, she died. He married her in 97. She died two years later in their swimming pool. And William Shatner gives his thoughts on her death in What Have You Done, a track from his 2004 album, Has Been. Is that one of his talking, singing uh, things? I don't know. I'm not familiar with that. That's pretty much all he did when it came to albums, right? Because he yeah. didn't actually sing. Yeah, no, it was like, well, <laughs> Spock. <laughs> Damn it, Jim, I'm a doctor, not an engineer. Anyway, uh, 336 with a Kimber Pete and Flounder. How's it going, my boys? Con- What's my that? condolences no, for to, what, uh, yeah. to your good friend, the passing of uh, John Roberts there. Uh, well, well, I said he died. Now you said he was 67 degrees, and that usually means you're dead. <laughs> I said 67 degrees? Yes. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, serious. He, he's dead. Uh, <laughs> that's way below your head. 98.6. I'm sorry. Oh, no, that would be eight years. We six, seven oh, years. Oh, okay. <laughs> he is 67 degrees. I, I, I can't believe it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I'm losing He's in it. an induced coma. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> yeah, just to cool him down a little, you know, he's getting out of control or something. Malaria. Jeez. Uh, mercy. 337. Uh, let's have a little fun sound bites here. Uh, Nikki Haley, she may have she may have blown her chances here. I don't know. I I, I was never, I, I, I never thought she's going to be the nominee. I don't think she has a chance of being the nominee, and it may be, well, she's doing for the VP thing. But anyway, whatever your views may be, uh, tell me what you think about this. Nikki Haley. Haley, former U.N. ambassador and governor and so forth, ripped by critics after she talked about what she would do concerning people on social media and how uh, important it would be to identify them and what they're up to. A flounder, if you would, Nikki Haley. When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's, first of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden, people have to stand by what they say, and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots, and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids, and it's going to help our country. Well, uh, <laughs> so I, I, that kind of surprised me, honestly. I, I, this was kind of reminded me of the, over, of the reaction to the... Well, I forgot what we called the law after 9-11. The, uh, the, the American Patriot Act, was it? Was that the title for it? And people saying, boy, we gotta, we're going to have to really make sure this will never happen again. Well, I, I, this may have been it. A couple of reactions, and I wanted to hear what Pete and uh, Flounder may say about it. Ron DeSantis and uh, Vi- v- 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 Vivek are also Vivek are saying things about it. Um, uh, for example, uh, you know uh, who was anonymous writer back in the day? Alexander Hamilton and John Jay and James Madison when they wrote the Federalist Papers. They were not national security threats, nor are many conservative Americans across the country who exercise their constitutional right to voice their opinions without fear of being harassed or canceled by the school they go to or the company they work for. 
uh, her proposal is dangerous. Uh, Vivek uh, said, uh, he referenced the Federalist Papers, called her comments disgusting. Here's what they would say to Nikki if they were alive. Get your heels off my neck and go back to England. <laughs> uh, Charlie Kirk, nice try, Nikki. Anonymous speech is a core part of free speech, which the founders would know since many of them, including Alexander Hamilton and James Madison, wrote anonymously for a very good reason. Another, uh, enough was enough after being uh, ratioed over the post about her high heels serving as ammunition. Uh, again, is she aware of the Federalist Papers written by founding fathers using synonyms? Uh, she may be one of the most warmongering authoritarian candidates for president in some time. She's completely unhinged. This is blatantly unconstitutional, unquote, Glenn Greenwald. I mean, you know, <laughs> Pete, were you kind of surprised at this? Uh, no, because she's frankly, uh, she's fading quickly, in my opinion. First of all, she's picking, once again, this reason they got rid of Trump, they're picking civility over freedom uh, and competence, basically. Yeah. She wants civility. I don't care about civility. I, ca I don't care if they're at each other's throats yeah. on social media. And secondly, as a Republican, maybe she should be more concerned with voter ID instead of social media ID. I, that's where we are. I mean, again, I've always, you know, the cell phone is yesterday's cigarettes and everybody's concerned about all this stuff with civility. But it, uh, frankly, uh, there's no, this is even worse than the proposal by, uh, what's the name, Governor Hochul or Hochul from New York State, who wants to have, one, again, one of these official state commissions to go over what people are saying on social media yeah. to make sure the right thing only gets out there. They tried that before with, with, with the National Censorship Board they tried to pull off on us. The Democrats are always the autocrats. It always comes from the left about this, the government running everything. I just, you know, obviously, if you run a website that's a that's a funnel for people to make comments, whether it's YouTube or Instagram or Facebook or whatever they are, clearly you can't allow any kind of any sort of language that's uh, filthy or disgusting or slander or libelous for, you know, whatever. But 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 still, I mean, this this whole idea of having you. I just, you know, this is way too big brotherish for me. Well, this, bring, this comes down also women in government. It's the women who want to, oh, it's the civility. We have to be nice to each other. We have to, we have to crack down on you and yeah. your freedoms because you have to be nice to each other. Yeah. I, do you hear many men talking like this? No. Chicks, man. <laughs> 341. Uh, here's, well, I'm speaking of standing up for what you believe in. I love the Dana White, UFC. Uh, regardless of what he's doing lately and how you feel about him and taking all the money with the whole deal and everything else. But here's the deal. Dana White uh, was doing a, 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 a podcast with Theo Vaughn, who's a comedian of some note, apparently. And they were talking about uh, sponsors trying to uh, determine what they do on their podcast and what it's like trying to put a podcast on these days. And he said uh, Dana White uh, from a UFC championship guy was saying uh, about uh, deciding which sponsors to do business with. And he noted that a lot of major values are what make or break a business relationship. When you find out who somebody is uh, when they come to you and try to make you do something you don't want to do on your podcast. Uh, for, well, here's uh, Dana White talking about what happened when a sponsor came to him and how he reacted when he wanted to This happened something. to me, too. This, this happened to me. I posted a video for Trump. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. On my personal social media. And one of our big sponsors called and said, take that down. You know what I said? Go f yourself. Oh. Yeah. You vote for whoever you want to vote for, and I'll vote for whoever I want to vote for. That's how this works. 
I don't even care who you're voting for. It's none of my business. Go. You. Go. Yeah. Don't ever call me Go. and tell me who to vote for. <laughs> fracking, fracking, you say fracking. <laughs> that malefactor. <laughs> those, <laughs> those dirty melon pickers, I just, it just is wrong. Um, he said it will keep happening unless people will stand up for themselves and give them the uh, blank you response. And then uh, the uh, the host, uh, Theo Vaughn, uh, turned to the camera directly and said, well, I'm going to tell my sponsors right now, if you don't like what I blanking have on, I'll tell you exactly what I'll do. I'll end my deals and uh, send, sell direct to the consumer for a lower price. <laughs> anyway, standing up for things. And it's and it's true. And I, I, I regret, though, I, I, one time I shamed myself. I still It's a stupid business many, many years ago. And I was in a position where I, I, I did the right thing for my family, but I did the wrong thing for me. And I, I'm, uh, I, I'm disgraced myself for it when I should have uh, hit somebody in the face who happened to be a major boss of mine and quit on the spot. And I didn't do it. And I was more concerned about taking care of the people who are I'm responsible for, which was the right thing to do, but it was the wrong thing to do uh, for uh, for me personally. And I and I regret it, and I, and I still think about it and uh, get angry about it, and it's never going to happen again, I can tell you that. Anyway, sorry, I just got a little uh, personal in here. Uh, coming up, we'll talk about uh, resistance fighters or murderers, either way. And uh, Professor Emery is no longer there because of his comments about uh, Hamas and Israel. Also, a teacher in middle school. School. It says, oh, Hamas didn't do this. It's the Israelis doing it all, oh, over and over. Uh, a lot of stuff on what's going on. Rashid uh, yeah, Tlaib as a member of a secret hate group on Facebook. We got all that coming up, plus a Wall Street banker. Will, oh, Will Smith. Uh, maybe we'll come up back with Will Smith here very shortly. It's funny you say come back. Yeah, come back with it. Yeah, coming back. <laughs> Gee, Will, what are you doing? Whoops, Daisy. Sorry, I should have knocked first. That's quarter of four with the Kimmer Pete and Flounder. With international conflicts running hot and Israel at war, you can trust Extra 1063 to bring you the latest breaking news throughout the day and the conservative voices you trust for all the latest. Hamas is a terrorist organization, and anybody who supports the terrorist attack on Israel should be released from this country and sent away. Israel at war with live updates all day. If 9-11 happened to us again today, I wonder what the hell the reaction would be. From Atlanta's only conservative news and talk station extra 1063 and the extra app step into the great outdoors with realtree georgia's very own outdoor company hi i'm bill jordan and i'm here to tell you about the incredible experiences that await you and your loved ones at realtree we've dedicated ourselves to creating quality products and experiences that enhance your outdoor lifestyle whether you're an experienced hunter or a novice angler, Realtree has everything you need to make your outdoor adventures a success. Visit Realtree.com to discover a world of possibilities. Realtree, family, friends, and the outdoors. Americold Logistics LLC has an opening for a supply chain analyst, job code CN1102, in Atlanta, Georgia, and other unanticipated locations throughout the United States. 
Support companies' internal analytic capabilities and strategic initiatives by conducting comprehensive supply chain analysis of network-wide operations and material flows. Focus on leveraging big data to drive strategic, long-term, and tactical, project-focused decision-making. This position requires a master's degree in industrial engineering, mechanical engineering, or a related field. Position requires approximately 10% travel to warehouse sites. Possibility of working remotely with occasional business travel. Offered salary range is $61,339 to $74,443 per year. To apply, mail resume to Americold Logistics, LLC. Attention, Barbara Bishop, 10 Glen Lake Parkway, Northeast, South Tower, Suite 600, Atlanta, Georgia, 30328. You've been listening to Ray Judice for years. He's a smart guy. You know he knows DUI and criminal law. He's been in practice for over 30 years. But did you know Ray knows some of the best legal minds in the business? From labor contracts to real estate to divorce, Ray can help you through it all. He can put together the legal team you need. He's the guy you call when you've got legal questions. So call him at 404-964-4185. Ray Judice, 404-964-4185. Atlanta radio legends are right here on Extra 106.3. And here's what you missed from Neil Bortz. What in the world is happening to this country? Where in the hell did these people that are protesting against Israel come from? What sort of complete idiocy is this? How can we get thousands of people who otherwise might look intelligent, but certainly aren't, on the streets demonstrating against Israel and demanding a free Palestine? You can't watch these idiots and not have grave concerns for the future of our country. Catch Neil's commentary every day on Extra 106.3 or listen anytime on the Extra 106.3 app. Stream the morning extra, The Kimmer Show, along with Glenn Beck, Clay and Buck, Jesse Kelly, and our entire lineup of conservative voices on the all-new Extra 106.3 app. Download it now for Apple or Android. More students are suing NYU over anti-Semitism. I think George Mason or George Washington University just kicked more groups off campus supporting Hamas and Palestinians. Well, we'll get to that all coming up. Uh, but first, it's Ricky Martin. A little favorite of the Plowdica. Sing me, Ricky. You got a big award here 23 years ago. On the lips, I don't think so, Carl. Uh, the year 2000, Ricky Martin, including the winners of the MTV Europe Awards, All Saints for Best Pop Act, Ricky Martin won the Best Male Artist, Madonna Best Female Artist, this is 2000, and Red Hot Chili Peppers won Best Rock Band, Blink 182 won Best New Act, and Jennifer Lopez won Best R&B Act in uh, 2000, the European MTV Awards. Uh, 350 with a camera, Pete and Flounder. Uh, you'll hear from uh, <laughs> about Will Smith here coming up in a second. And also, Flounder's funny. We got a whole bunch of stuff here. A uh, quick birthday of note, uh, Beverly D'Angelo, 72 today. She played Charlie Charlie. She played Chevy Chase's wife, Ellen Griswold, in the vacation movies and was Ed Norton's chain-smoking mom in American History X, among other things. Beverly D'Angelo had been around for years, 72 years old, uh, uh, acting. And um, 
Ah, uh, yes, uh, 1990, speaking of music, Millie Vanilli producer Frank Farian publicly admitted that Fabrice Morvan and Rob Pilatus never sang a note on their entire freaking album. They lip-synced Millie Vanilli, eventually returning their Best New Artist Grammy Award. Fab, by the way, uh, Fabrice Morvan, is now a pitch man for KFC. And Rob is sadly uh, kicking up Daisy. Oh, sorry about that. I, this guy, Fab, is, uh, does uh, commercials for Kentucky Fried Chicken. I haven't seen that. I'm kind of surprised that they would want to use them. All right, anyway, 351, how's it going? It's one of the Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder, 404-741-1230, 741-1230. Okay, here we go. Will Smith is now having to deny <coughs> rumors that he's uh, a switch hitter or maybe a gay period. We don't know. He's been separated from his wife uh, for like seven years. Well, his wife looks like a guy, so. Well, you could never really tell. <laughs> what kind uh, of crack is that? I can't... <laughs> uh, Will Smith is now denying claims he got caught having sex with a fresh Prince of Bel-Air actor named Dwayne Martin, uh, saying it's unequivocally false. Well, a guy who describes himself as the actor's former personal assistant named Brother Bilal made the shocking accusation in an interview on the Internet personality Tasha Kay uh, interview. Uh, Flounder, let's play a little bit of the sound by talking about Will Smith and what happened when he uh, caught him doing something one time. That I, one I walked in on. Who'd you walk in on? Addressing him and Dwayne Martin. Okay. Hollywood is the hurry up and, and, and wait game. So three minutes later after them telling me, hey, you got eyes on Will. You got, we, we, we need him to come watch this. So I'm running all over the, the, the studio. He's not in his dressing room. I go to the cafeteria. I'm like, well, but I see his car there. I'm like, where's this guy at? So now I'm holding Dwayne down too. So I have the keys to his dressing room. So I'm like, yo, and they're calling my, my they, I'm on walkie talkie and they're calling my cell phone. Yo, we need to get Will here. I'm like, yo, kind of down. Like I'm trying to find is like, this is, this is unlike him, right? So I, I open the um, door to Dwayne's dressing room and that's when I see Dwayne and having sex with Will. Let me process that for a second. There was a couch, and um, Will was bent over on the couch, and Dwayne was standing up, killing him. Murder. Like, murder. It was murder in there. <laughs> oh, yeah, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> murder. Yeah, well, Will Smith is considering a lawsuit, that's for sure, but it, it gets even worse. Uh, Dwayne Martin was married to actress Tisha Campbell, uh, 10 or 15 years ago, known for his stints in L.A.'s Finest and on the show All of Us. Uh, I worked with Will Smith on a number of projects, two episodes of the former series Fresh, uh, Fresh Prince. Uh, and then there's another thing when he, he said he caught him uh, engaging in sexual activity, and it was Will Smith who was uh, doing the girl part. Pitching. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, he, uh, Will Smith was catching. Uh, what? Yeah. That's not what I got from that. If he's murdering the other no, guy. No, no, no. Will, no, no. Uh, uh, Will Smith was bent over on the couch, and Dwayne was standing up, killing him, murdering him. It was murder in there. Will Smith was bent over. Can you repeat that for me, please? Yeah. Uh, and here's even worse. Uh, Bilal said that when he saw him, he, he said Will Smith was like a deer in the headlights and said, oh, blank, when he encountered the pair. Uh, his estranged wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, said... Uh, 
Uh, was she the woman, that, this girl asked him on the, on the interview, was this the woman everybody wanted? Will Smith needed that validation to have that type of woman. And then the girl interview said to, to Bilal, uh, you saw her, Jada Pinkett Smith, say that Will Smith had a small frink for fra fra And Bilal said in response, quote, if a woman, this again, Will Smith, just he's, he's really going to be upset about all of this. Quote, if a woman is used to something the size of a baby leg and you come in with a pinky toe, there's nothing you're going to do to please her. If she's itching for that baby leg, she wants that baby leg. And so bingo, bango. So wow. pinky toe uh, description is not going to go over too well. Well, the other thing is, is this mm. obviously happened when Will was doing the television show, which was when he was long before he was married to Jada Pinkett Smith. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, uh, now it indicated here that 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 uh, that Will wanted to validate himself by being with her, and that was uh, that was apparently that that's he, why he that he was gay, and that's why he got with her to pretend that he was a man. Yeah, we're assuming. But again, we I mean that's what he said, and if and oh, chances are if that is true, uh, the man. Man's gay. I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, if you eat a foot, you're a cannibal. <laughs> you know, you don't have to eat the whole guy. If you, you know, eat somebody's foot, you're a freaking cannibal. I'm sorry. And if you do that, you're gay, which is fine. There's nothing wrong right. with that. But just you know, <laughs> you, you put me off my feedback for the rest of the day. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I talk about little things lately for some reason. I'm trying to enjoy little things in my life for, well, for obvious reason. Because uh, everybody's got to have something. <laughs> but I, my, <laughs> I'm such a loser. I'm not a man. Anyway, I'm so thrilled when my, my refrigerator got fixed. I got ice cubes in there this morning, and I actually yelled out loud. <laughs> I was going to have to go to the store. <laughs> <laughs> get a bag of freaking ice. I mean, you know, honestly, God, it's cold in there. It's cold in there, too. And oh, by the way, I did not know this. I know this is stupid for me to be bringing this up. Uh, a guy from it was a Canada or Canadian, C A N A D Y, a company up there in Roswell, Alfred area. Uh, good guy. And he recognized, he recognized me. He said, Oh, yeah, you're the radio guy. I said, Yeah, that's how I used to be. Uh, and he knew about 1063. And he said, Oh, yeah, you're a guy on that app. Anyway, so uh, when he fixed the thing, I had had it when it, was started, it started losing its cooling power. So on the little dial, we have up on top of the inside refrigerator, uh, you know, numbers one through nine, nine is the coldest. So I put both the freezer and the refrigerator numbers on nine. Well, when he got there and he, and he, and he said, by the way, the, those numbers don't really work. He said, keep it on five. You put it on five. Well, this morning when I would get to check my fridge, it's freezing. It's very, very cold on the number five on the gauge of your refrigerator. Chances are, if you have to put it up to nine, you may have a defrosting problem, which is what happened to mine. He had to replace a defroster unit because it was all just frozen solid and nothing was working so anyway that uh, and of course it's you know 12 or 15 years old so i'm not surprised anyway uh 357 with a Kim repeat and flounder uh wow uh hard to believe this story we're going to get to uh, talk about the hamas and the jewish things too and again there's a lot more reaction going around the country college campuses kids are fighting back jewish kids are saying we're not safe and we're suing over it but check this out in connecticut a married educator allison Cranick, 42 years old has turned herself into police Married mother of two. It turns out that uh, uh, one of her boy charges, uh, she's an educator in Connecticut. This boy snuck out of his house at least 14 times during overnight hours to meet with this married 42-year-old woman. She was either hiding behind a bush on his property or nearby or walking up toward his house. They would have sex in her car, uh, sometimes at, uh, in the area, apparently were making out at the school in Columbia, Connecticut. 
And she made the boy a bracelet with the acronym BFFLWB, Best Friends for Life with Benefits. Well, apparently uh, something happened. They got caught with uh, some uh, video evidence. The kid was over, uh, was doing iMessage and then Snapchat, went to Discord, whatever that is. And uh, it got, uh, the, the news came out that they were having a, an inappropriate sexual relationship. Oh, <clears throat> did I mention that the boy is 11? Eleven. He sneaked out at least 14 times to have sex with her at the age of 11. Uh, she said, uh, well, she did not initiate sexual contact and kind of downplayed any inappropriate reasoning for communicating with the boy. Uh, she claimed he was, she was trying to comfort him because he was scared about things that were going on in his family. So to comfort him, she had sex with him uh, in her car and in her house. Uh, hiding behind a bush till he met her at night. Oh, my God. He's 11. How is that even... How would that start? How in the world would that begin? I wouldn't have known what to do with 11? I wouldn't have known... What's that, fourth grade, fifth grade? Maybe six? I mean, maybe... Well, I, I'll, uh, oh, God. And she's not, uh, I mean, she's, you know, not, uh, anyway. Uh, all right, look out, 4 o'clock with a Kim Repeat and Flounder. I'm <laughs> sorry, Mark. Oh, God, kid, yeah. <laughs> Any storm, you know. <laughs> Ozzy and Harriet, no. Ozzy Osbourne, 403 with the Kimber, Pete, and Flounder. How's it going? Ozzy Osbourne, 1992 on this day, announced his retirement from touring after a gig in California, saying, quote, who wants to be touring at 46? <laughs> yeah, poor baby. Isn't that funny thinking you could stop working at 46? Holy smokes. Uh, my, my, my advice, don't ever stop working. Don't ret- There's no such thing anymore in retirement. This crazy world, man, the longer you can go, keep going. I mean, don't deprive your family time and stuff, but uh, don't, don't, don't stop. Uh, let's see. Birthdays include Kevin Eubanks, 66 years old today. Jay Leno's band leader on The Tonight Show. And uh, is he still is he working for somebody these days? I don't know. Uh, I don't watch any late-night TV. And uh, let's see. On this day in history, 1996, Space Jam was released. The movie starred Bugs Bunny and Michael Jordan. Uh, so there you go. Anyway, uh, 404 with the Kimmer, Pete, and Falounder. Uh, number 404-741-1230. A lot of things going on today, including something new from the Vatican about the Freemasons. We'll get to in a second. Uh, first of all, a couple. Okay, we got a lot of stuff going on about Hamas. Apparently more college students around the country are suing their administration for lack of protecting them from uh, the uh, Muslim and Hamas-loving, Jew-hating Hamas students. Loving. and so, Oops, a daisy, what was that? <laughs> Ooh, that was some fun little feedback thing there. What, that, that little mechanical thing there? I don't know if that may have been coming from Pete's end. I think it was. I think whatever happened. Are you with us here, Pete? I was just seeing if the microphone was working. Okay. <laughs> I think the answer is yes. Uh, anyway, and uh, another, I think it was either George Mason or George Washington University just banned that Arab-loving, uh, Hamas-loving group from campus again, too. Uh, so, I, you know, and there's more uh, student groups who are fighting back and so forth and claiming their, uh, their lives are in danger, and, and uh, there we go. All right, and more reaction. <clears throat> For example... 
You may have remembered the name or the uh, title of the Emory Professor at the School of Medicine Assistant Professor Dr. Abir Abu Yabis, worked in the Cancer Institute. Uh, she wished glory to all resistance fighters, and uh, she now is no longer employed by Emory University. Uh, Emory said, uh, we, we condemn her comments she made in the strongest possible terms. Uh, she, uh, let's see, she was referencing her comments, uh, saluting the uh, freedom fighters. Uh, they got walls, we got gliders, glory, uh, glory to all resistance fighters. That was about, uh, she posted that about the paragliders used by the Hamas slaughterers to ambush the uh, music festival. They were on hang gliders, so she said, they got walls, we got gliders, glory to all resistance fighters. And she didn't stop there. Palestine is our demand. No peace on stolen land. Not another nickel, not another dollar. We will pay for Israel's slaughter. Not another nickel, not another dime. We will pay for Israel's crime. <laughs> I mean, this is a professor. This is a doctor. This, how'd you like to have, have her operating on your Jewish mother at the cancer center at Emory? Dear Lord, uh, Columbia University and Brandeis University now both suspended their campus chapters of the Students for Justice in Palestine. Uh, there's another one, uh, Cornell University professor, who said he was exhilarated and energized by the Hamas attack, is now on leave and gone. Uh, that's one. Uh, Maryland Middle School. A teacher named Sabrina Khan Williams uh, teaches world studies. And she is the diversity, equity, and inclusion team leader at the Tilden Middle School in Maryland. The diversity, equity, and inclusion team leader at a middle school. I swear, I bet if, if I had a kid in middle school and they came home with a piece of paper from the administration saying, we have a new, brand new diversity, equity, and uh, inclusion director, uh, and she uh, loves Hamas and hates Jews. Uh, gee, that's really not diversity, equity, and inclusion, is it really? Anyway, she, uh, listen to what she, this is uh, Sabrina Khan Williams, K-H-A-N Williams. Uh, she says, debunked. No music festival attack. Babies were not burned. Women were not violated. Uh, she suggested that the uh, Hamas did not start the war against Israel. Quote, Hamas did not start this. They were just the perfect vehicle for Zionists to continue its apartheid. apartheid. Uh, she shared videos with uh, one video depicting Jews killing Palestinians, cutting their organs out to sell them for money. Uh, she said Palestinians are being killed and their organs being sold. Well, uh, she's now under investigation. She's still working there. But, boy, they're going to investigate. They're going to see maybe there could be something wrong here. We don't know whether we're not really ready to make a decision on her. You know, you don't want to fly off the handle for such free speech, free speech. But to represent our little children for diversity, equity and inclusion, how much she wants Jews to be burned alive. Oh, my God. Well, OK, there's more. 409. Massa two, ta uh, Massa uh, two tax, <laughs> North Andover, 
Uh, North Andover has now had a meeting and a hearing. Hundreds and hundreds of townspeople showed up. It's near Boston. Uh, and not, Well, not quite that near Boston. It's, uh, it's eastern Massachusetts. And now the town meeting uh, has decided they will allow a black, white, red, and green flag supporting Palestinians to be flying over the uh, town hall. They changed their policy now on flying a flag. Under the new policy, the use of the flagpole is limited to statements of governmental speech and no other cultural related flags will be permitted to fly there which goes along with the u.s constitution the town may not prohibit a flag to be flown based on its content or its meaning it indicates denial of a resident's flag application under the prior policy places the town in jeopardy of legal action. Somebody wanted to flag the Palestinian flag, and the town said, well, no. And then the lawyer said, well, you can't say no, because the Supreme Court says you can't limit a, a statement of a flag flying at your pole. So now they have to allow the Palestinian flag by law, according to them. Uh, the town also had an Israeli flag flying at some point since the attack in October. So, of course, now the Arab lover uh, Jew haters have to come out with their own flag. Uh, some of the uh, the president of the local Al Habat Alam congregation uh, says he's disgusted and horrified by it. Uh, what, what's right is more important than any cost. Explaining, he says, doing what's right is more important than any cost. Explaining the town did not allow the flag to be raised, they would have faced lawsuits and money. The town was a coward. Today, it's a symbol of hatred and anti-Semitism. Hundreds and hundreds of people showed up. Some needed to be removed from the room. At times, people chanted things like, from the river to the sea. And the board allowed them to fly the Palestinian flag. This is a little town in North Andover, Massachusetts. And here we go. I mean, just, you know, have to remove some of them because it got so nasty. Uh, Rashida Tlaib is part of a Palestinian-American Congress secret group. Uh, it's hidden from non-members, does not appear on any kind of platform search engine. But here, she's a member of Congress, as you know, Michigan Democrat, Michigan Social Democrat of the squad. Uh, one group member posted, we don't want to throw you in the sea. We want you to ride it back from where you came. Another group said, uh, I talked about the achievements of the resistance in occupied Palestine, including dozens of dead Israeli soldiers and pictures of a glorious Hamas fighter. One group member said, uh, since yesterday I've been watching American TV, American media, there's no mention of the killing of Palestinian women and children and entire families of Palestinians killed on a daily basis by those Jews in that peace-loving state of Israel using American bombs and goats of weapons and jet fighters. Yeah. I don't see Hamas. I see grandkids of the refugees ethnically cleansed from their homeland attacking the grandchildren and the colonial people. Oh, my God. Here we go. <laughs> and we're almost done. 412. I mean, so, I mean this is unbelievable. Uh, a Wall Street banker named Karush Mistree is fired after he was screaming uh, at a Jewish-American guy who was uh, covering. Uh, <clears throat> the Wall Street banker was trying to cover up the posters of the people, they of the hostages being held, okay? So a Jewish banker said, what are you doing? And the Wall Street banker said, go back to where you came from. <laughs> you Jews, go back to where you came from. He stuck his middle fingers up. Uh, I mean, it's just he holds up a note that says Israel's an apartheid state and commits genocide. Uh, 
after uh, continuing, he say the ushered the guy off said, "Go back to your country." And the guy, the Jewish guy, says, "I'm an American. I'm in my country." <laughs> he says, "You want my blanking country to exist?" Anyway, just here we go. And that's a Wall Street bank. This is a guy who's got everything in it, thanks to America. Huh. Not he's, anymore. He's he a isn't. Wall Street was a Wall Street mm. banker. Uh, he had everything, and his hatred for Jews just cost him a career. Although I swear now, be all Palestinian Wall, uh, Wall Street firms probably now. Boy, talk about dividing the <laughs> the categories of Americans these days. Everything's a freaking demographic. Four thirteen with the Kimber Pete and Flounder. My goodness. <laughs> Isn't it funny how songs bring back certain memories? And I'm thinking what I mentioned, I think, on our podcast some time ago about this song and the, and the girl who kind of picked me up at the dry cleaners when I worked in San Francisco. And she was a huge Dire Straits fan. Uh, and she worked at the dry cleaners, recognized me from being on TV. And I took her for a ride on my Harley uh, for our weekend date. And uh, went to a record store and stopped and bought her this song, this uh, album. Uh, uh, it was a, uh, a cassette back then. It was in 82, 85 or whatever it was, 1985. Anyway, because that was her favorite song in Dire Straits, and she rewarded the Kimmer. So I thought that was a wonderful uh, experience. <laughs> oh, and she's about to have gotten a fight with the other girl who worked at the dry cleaners over me. I couldn't believe it. Sorry, I shouldn't I couldn't be talking about that because I'm so disgusting these days. But they were. I was on TV, and they, and they were actually had a fight, and the other girl got fired. For, for trying to beat her up in the, in the dry cleaners over who was going to go out. Anyway, sorry, sorry. <laughs> 420, it's only me, it's only the camera with Pete and Flounder. That was Dire Straits, and uh, I, I talked over the entire thing. Flounder, I'm so sorry. Uh, 1987, play it again if you want. Dire Straits became the first act to sell more than 3 million copies of an album in Britain. Uh, now, wait a minute, that can't be true. The Beatles and the Stones never sold three million copies before 1987. Dire Straits, the first act to sell over three million copies of an album in Britain. Brothers in Arms contained five top 40 singles. Money for Nothing, So Far Away, Walk of Life, that's my favorite one, I think. Brothers in Arms and Your Latest Trick. The album's the eighth best-selling album in British history. It wasn't even their best album. That's unbelievable. How is it possible that the Stones and the Beatles did not sell three million albums in Britain? That can't be right. There's got to be there's got to be something there left out of the, you know, on a Thursday Fire. or something. <laughs> you know, <laughs> oh, the album more sold on a Thursday than any other band. You know, they're coming out with new things in sports all the time. <laughs> you know, the highest scoring game on a Thursday night football game east of the West Coast or something. Uh, Four twenty-one. A quick birthday, Johnny Lee Miller. Oh, we got the moves. Well, I play a little record TV. Stick to TV, yeah. Yeah, Johnny Lee Miller, 51 today. Good actor. Yeah. Uh, he played Sherlock Holmes on Elementary. He's the British Prime Minister John Major on The Crown. And I remember him from Dexter. He played one of the psycho killer guys on Dexter. Yeah. And uh, good, really actor. good actor. Yes, he is. Yes, he is. Um, and um, uh, let's see, on this day, uh, did I say, did I give his age? I don't even know if I mentioned his age. 51, Johnny Lee Miller. And on this day in history, let's see what we have here. What was I going to tell you about? And now I don't remember what I, what I picked out. Well, i got to find something. 
Uh, here we go. All right, how about this? Uh, 18.06, explorer Zebulon Pike spotted the Colorado Mountains. They later named one of them after him, Zebulon's Hill, famous uh, Zebulon's Hill. One of the 25 mountain top mountain peaks of the Rockies, one of the top 25 mountain peaks of the Rockies at an elevation of 14,115 feet. Uh, Pikes Peak. Wow, man, you can't breathe up there. I remember when I did skydiving, I think it was I think it was 12,000 feet or what was it 9,000? I don't. It was nowhere near fourteen. I think it was maybe nine or ten thousand feet when I was skydiving. Man, was that cool? <laughs> anyway, uh, four twenty-three, four twenty-three. Timber Pete and Flounder, how's it going? Uh, another couple of quick, quick things, and then you got to talk about the Vatican. Uh, we got a Flounder's funny. Anytime, uh, let me know when you want to do that. Uh, talking about the rally yesterday in D.C. And now they're saying it was like two hundred ninety thousand people. I mean, there's a lot of people there, obviously, and uh, not all of them made it. A, a group uh, hired a, uh, uh, let's see, I'm finding the name of the thing here. Jewish Federation of Detroit hired three private jets and uh, and sent 900 people on three private planes out of Detroit to go to the rally in Washington yesterday. Uh, they left from Detroit, uh, and 300 of them were stuck at Dulles Airport for 11 hours and missed the entire event. They were frantic, kind of what the heck was going on, and it was deliberate. Apparently, buses failed to show up at their tarmac for their landing at 10.30 in the morning. The drivers had organized a mass sick-out to prevent the Jewish ralliers from attending the march in D.C., they have, a spokesman said, we learned the bus company told us this was caused by a deliberate and malicious walk-off by the drivers. There was a, the bus company admitted a significant number of drivers called in sick when they learned that they'd be taking hundreds of Jews to the pro-Israel rally. Those who were left behind spent three hours on the tarmac. They were finally funneled onto buses from which they were swiftly ejected because those weren't their buses. Those passengers, hundreds of them, were unable to board the limited buses, forced back onto the plane, and missed the entire damn thing. And then they had to wait several more hours for their team members who did make it to the rally to finally return to the planes and the chartered flights so they could go back to Michigan. Deliberate. That's, 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 that's got to be some kind of civil rights violation. Although I guess a bus driver has a right to call in sick. I mean, but again, here we go, you know. I mean, right History and wrong. History repeats itself. Yeah. We're 1938 right now. We're at 38. And, and it's astounding because the population went along with it. And that, that's how they got away with it. The people, you know, there but by the grace of God kind of deal. And they got away with it. Uh, 425. Well, uh, and by the way, spell one more quick religious kind of thing. You're starting to get all uh, religiosio on you. The Vatican says, uh, 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 you Freemasons, no thank you. Everybody who believes in God and happiness, take one step forward. Not so fast, you Freemason people. Catholics cannot join the world's largest secret society. The Catholic Church has reaffirmed today the teachings that laity or clerics participating in Freemasonry are in a state of grave sin. What kind of sin? Grave sin. 
The new 13-document public release deal has the signatures of Pope Francis and the Cardinal Victor, what you call it, to not participate in or affiliate with any Freemasonry groups. Freemasonry is the world's largest secret society, millions of members all over almost every country in the world. It was established as first as the Grand Lodge in England in 1717. Uh, Freemasons swear oaths of secrecy, fellowship, fraternity among members, have accumulated a vast catalog of rituals, ceremonial attire, and secret signals between Masons. The uh, aesthetic affectations often use Christian imagery, despite being used for non-Christian rituals. They're expected to profess a belief in a supreme being, but are not obligated to believe in a specific deity. Members of the Catholic Church are not allowed to join or affiliate with Freemasonry because of the organization's deistic, non-Christian teachings about divinity. Additionally, the secretive and ritualistic nature of Freemasons' lodges has often led to accusations from Catholic leaders of idolatry and clandestine opposition to Christianity. They were rendered, uh, Freemason was rendered an excommunicable offense in 1738 by Pope Clement XII. He called the secret society of Freemasons depraved and perverted. Of course, that was back when the popes had girlfriends. You know, I mean, come on, you're killing yeah. me here. <laughs> and they were murderers. My God, who was the most famous murdering pope there, Pete? I forgot the name of the guy. There was I, one. There was one pope. He was he slaughtered everybody. He had his own freaking army. I think he had the <laughs> albino guys going out there. I mean, they, I mean, they had girlfriends. Uh, Gregory, let's <laughs> yeah. just throw a name. Pope out Gregory, there. right oh, there. Oh, Greg. <laughs> anyway, the latest document says negative judgment in regard to masonry association remains unchanged. They are irreconcilable with the doctrine of the church. So. <laughs> One of the funniest Monty Python skits of all time is John Cleese trying to, to trying to talk the Masons into letting him join. It's the funniest damn thing. I don't You'll know that one. Hear. No, it's funny. Oh, hysterical. I love it. I love it. I love well, uh, it. By the way, my yes. grandfather was big in the Masons, and when he died, he had a Masonic funeral, and it was like the mafia showed up. Those guys. Were you allowed to go? go wherever well, you... Yeah, I was a kid. I was a little kid. But I remember seeing all these guys dressed in black, and they were, it was like watching the Nation of Islam show up, and they're all dressed the same and all acted the same. Do, do, they, do they wear the funny hats? I don't know if they had hats on, but they had definitely had some of their garb on, yeah. you know, some of the, the stuff. And my father joined. But left, and he would never talk about it. Oh, I thought you murdered. I thought you were not allowed. I thought it would. They cut your head off. No, you can. No, you can leave. It's just that you're not supposed to talk about it. Oh, and now uh, the Freemasons the one who'll put a snake in your mailbox if you uh, do the wrong thing in a meeting or something. I, I don't know, no, of harsh. I think no, not the one. A, I think I might, I might have been Unitarians. That's I'm, a Methodist. I think Methodist it's yeah, the, the severe Methodist, not the regular <laughs> Methodist. I went to the Methodist church I went to. Actually, it was really funny. It was a little teeny town in upstate New York, uh, at, and and it was the the the, the minister was from Georgia or Tennessee, I forgot, and talked like this. He was a very nice man, just a very lovely man. Uh, and my my father uh, used to teach the choir. I, pl I I was in the the uh, boys' choir, and I played my trombone for. I was a, a an acolyte. Bigly young boy. I oh tell the kid God. first of all, give it a good firm grip. Don't just hold your hand out there. Give it a good firm shake. Give it hand a good shaking. Firm grip. I get a little anal about this. I love to teach young kids, young boys. Okay, I'll never tell another story. Let us pray. 4.30 with a kimmer, feet, and flounder. Get off my back. <laughs> Hello.
<laughs> I kind of like Blondie. I kind of like another like kind of a calypso beat here. I like it. 1980, Blondie had its fifth, or there. It's got. It says here Blondie had their fifth British number one single and third number one of the year with "The Tide Is High," a song written by reggae star John Holt, also number one in America. It's a silly little song. I like it. Uh, Blondie was the name of the group. Debbie Harry was the name of the singer. Yeah, that's correct, as I recall. And then she had really black eyebrows and uh, uh, platinum white hair, which I always mm-hmm. thought was kind of silly. Anyway, uh, that was a big hit for them. Birthday of note, Petula Clark. Downtown and all the other things. Petula Clark is 91. <laughs> Good for her. A uh, huge hit in the 60s, uh, rock and roll girl. And on this day in history, uh, 2000, Robert Blake married Bonnie Lee Backley uh, five months after the birth of their daughter, Rose, and then he killed her six months later and got away with it. He was actually acquitted of murdering her. He said he went back into the restaurant to get his gun, and all of a sudden she was dead or something or other, and he somehow got away with it. But then he, I think he, had to, he got sued civilly and had to pay $30 million to her family or something. I've kind of forgotten. And uh, Robert Blake died some time ago. It, 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 pretty old, uh, he got up there pretty good. He, well, he was a little rascal, wasn't he? Yeah, what? no, no, he was. Well, he may have he was been part one of the rascals. Yeah, but he was like a little. He was a little Indian kid on one of those western shows. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But he definitely was one of the little rascals. He wasn't uh, alfalfa, but he was one of the rascal kids, as I recall. Uh, Four thirty-six. One, one more quick thing about uh, about uh, <laughs> about the issue with the Jewish con- uh, compared to Hamas people. Uh, remember the disgraceful Democrat liberal part of the squad, Jamal Bowman. That fat black guy from New York who was the one who pulled the fire alarm so that they, the Democrats would get a break and they didn't have to go along with the Republicans because he would delay the Congress. So he deliberately shut down Congress, which is called an insurrection, pretended he didn't know what he was doing. He thought the fire alarm wasn't, a, you know, you remember the whole bill. He, he, well, he didn't get away with it. They actually did charge him with a crime, as it turned out. Of course, he'll just get a slap on the wrist. But anyway, he's at it again. He's back in the news. And this is ridiculous. Uh, he was one of the guys who spoke at the Capitol uh, the other night, along with some squad members, uh, at an event called Rabbis for Ceasefire. Okay? Rabbis for Ceasefire. Jamal Bowman was one of the speakers, along with Ocasio, Bangbangio, Stupidio, and the rest of them. After noting to some rabbis in his own district, this is Bowman of New York, liberal, noting some rabbis in his own district had written a letter against his push for a ceasefire. He spoke to uh, uh, those who spoke, and he declared, I've heard what was said here this evening before, that by me calling for a ceasefire with my colleagues and centering humanity, I am uplifting deeply what it actually means to be Jewish, because I'm centering the way in which God wants us to live with each other. I'm actually uh, deeply uplifting us what it actually means to be Jewish. Well, here's some of the reaction. A Jew named David Marcus says, please, go on, uh, Congressman, tell us what being Jewish really means. Uh, Guy Benson, uh, sir, are you gentle Gentiles explaining what it means to be Jewish to Jews? Uh, Jeff Blahar, uh, here comes Jamal Bowman of the DSA to tell America's Jews what it actually means to be Jewish. Taking cultural appropriate 
appropriation to a whole new level, as in Tony Katz. Don't buy into this nonsense. Uh, my fire, Mr. Fire Alarm guy, has zero credibility on this. Pro-Hamas, anti-Semitic feelings once out, uh, according to Army Colonel James Hutton. Uh, another podcaster, if there are two things this guy understands, it's Judaism and fire alarms. <laughs> what the actual blank? You know, is this unbelievable? <laughs> You know when there was a ceasefire? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> October 6th, there was a ceasefire. Who broke it? Yeah, nobody got killed October 6th, and all of a sudden, I'll be darned. By the way, uh, according to our friends at the uh, Babylon Bee, uh, in case you were wondering, Hamas was talking about that hospital in Gaza where actually under underground, underneath the hospital, is the headquarters for all the Hamas murderers. Well, the, the B reports, as reports began to come out, the Israeli Defense Forces had discovered a Hamas weapons depot hidden in a Gaza children's hospital. A spokesman for Hamas was adamant that all of the AK-47s found in the hospital were for medicinal use only. Uh, these are clearly medical machines. Machine guns. By confiscating these weapons, they're depriving sick children of their life-saving medical care that these rifles, rockets, and bombs provide to the children. Only people who are truly heartless would take these weapons away from children who are ill. Death to Israel. Thank you. Any, uh, now, wait a minute here. Unbelievable. Jamal Bowman telling what it means to be Jewish. You're black! <coughs> Okay, how about a little how about a little swellsy update? I just I've, every day my phone pops up with some news. Oh, oh, oh God! Jeez, oh, how about it shock me with a note? Maybe to hold up a sign or something. Before God. we go down that road, that let's hurt? do a quick comedy bit. Uh, I've found this is a funny. quick one, but it's a funny one about Biden's. All right, there we are. Biden, in his term, pulled out of Afghanistan and pulled into Ukraine, Taiwan, and now Gaza, <laughs> thereby starting wars with Russia. China, Iran, and basically the whole Middle East. And this guy knows he's going to die. It's a suicide mission. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> Biden's a straight-up jihadi. That's what he is. Forget Al-Qaeda. Al-Biden, okay? That's BISIS right there. Osama bin Biden. That's what that is. And you know who's been silent this whole time? Kamala Hamas. <laughs> who's that? That is Sammy O'Baron. Sammy O'Baron. I'll be darned. I, don't, I haven't heard of any a lot of most of these comedians it's pretty cool I like them they're funny good guys and I guess I, I guess comedians are still working they're out there doing something it's becoming more and more popular again because a lot of the comedians just don't care about the woke culture anymore yeah, so hopefully I, this could be a good sign another one of those uh, small good signs I think probably uh, for 41 here's our phone number if you'd like to join us 404-741-1230-741-1230 and the Swilsey update Travis Kelsey now has had to apologize to Taylor Swift's dad and I think it's cute by the way that they've introduced each other to their families like asking permission to date your daughter. Hmm. Did you ever, uh, Pete, did you ask uh, or have an opportunity to ask permission to marry your girlfriend when you wanted to marry her? No, they hated me. Oh, they were, oh did they? They hated me since I was 18. Yeah. Oh, now, so you started dating her in high school? Uh, right after I got out of high school. She was a year younger. Yeah, and, and so and now, what, what do you mean? You showed up at the door to pick her up one night, and they said, who are you, get uh, out of my house, or what? Uh, they were planning to move back to New Jersey, and she didn't want to go, and uh, there was a whole and there's whole problems going on with the family and something like that. So she decided to stay, and I said, "Well, fine, stay. We'll find a place for you to live here." And uh, basically, that's what we did. And they hated me. Oh, they, yeah. 
I don't think, does she tell you that, uh, did you know that, or did she tell you my parents don't like you kind of deal? Oh, no, you could tell. I mean, there were there were family meetings with my parents about uh, what, what was going well, on. What were, what were they you called do- the cops on They called the cops on me. Well, what did you do? What were you doing? You were beating well, she, her up or I mean, come no, on. You were she 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 left home at 17. Oh. And uh and they called the cops and the the Gwinnett police said, "How old is she?" And they said, "17." She goes, "Ma'am, in, in Georgia, they're 17. You can do whatever you want." Well, was she living with you? No, she was not living with me. She was living with a friend. Okay, I was going to say because uh, you were still living at home. You were not on your own. No, no, I was on my own. I oh, you were? Eight, eight, after I, oh, I'll be damned. Well, anyway, sorry, I didn't mean to. I just, and now, Flounder, did you have, have you, uh, uh, I, no, I didn't even know if Miss Veronica's family's around here, but has that ever been a thing to meet her family? Uh, when we went to the beach over the summer, I met him, and then she, uh, her mom and uh, stepdad came here a few weeks ago for his birthday, so I've met them both. Excellent. Well, and, and it went okay? went fine? She, yes. Did yes. she introduce you as my boyfriend? I mean, yes. This is my, so yes. everybody knows that the whole thing. Well, that's, I'm, I'm excited for it. I actually, uh, uh, with my starter wife, uh, my favorite ex-wife, the one who did love me, uh, went into uh, her parents, and uh, I was out in the car, and I told her, I said, we have to go inside and talk to your parents. I wanted to pick her up on a date, and so that's when I told her parents that I wanted to marry their daughter. And they were, uh, they were quite happy, and I was... Uh, uh, <laughs> Surprise. Uh, 444. Okay. Uh, before you do your Swelsea yes. update, yeah. Brian wanted me to pass this on to you. All right, sir. I only have so many years left. Oh, God. So I'd like to spend them being updated about Taylor Swift's dating life as often as possible. <laughs> Sorry. Now, is this our, is this our special anonymous... Uh, uh, caller? Uh, yes, it is. Oh, my God. Well, let's, can we, uh, we don't have a lot of time. Let's get him. Uh, this is our secret anonymous uh, comedian caller. I'm not sure who this is. Hello. Welcome. You're on the radio, uh, Mr. Anonymous. Hello. And, uh, hi, I'm Kermit Frog here. Hippity Frog. I'm here to the WPAC that Christian Wally will introduce you to the new family hosted of the year is... Hello there. I'm Scott Janet. Do you know I was a retired radio? Do you know I was a radio host for at least uh, 40 years? Wow. I was went to PLJ New York, and after that, I drove in all these years, 1970. I went. Okay, I just. Okay, I'm just. I was a boy. A boy. I, I, I can't believe we have to go. There's the music. I'm so our anonymous. Comedian again. Uh, we'll, we'll play the highlights for you after the five o'clock uh, sports with uh, PJ. Quarter of five with Kevin Payne Flounder. <laughs> it just, man, it, it kills me every time he calls. I, oh, my eyes, my freaking eyes. Hey, you're on my cloud, lady. <laughs> And the Stones, 1965. They made their TV debut in America on Hullabaloo. (laughs) And sang this. Hullabaloo was a one-hour musical variety series on NBC. Ran in 1965 and 66, and it was dancing girls and choreography and music guests and stuff. And it was that's what they did in the city. But back in the times, I think laughing was getting big back in back about that time. Oh, you want to do a TV schedule, do you? Well, let's do that. Uh, shall we? In fact, you want to do that right now? And we'll, we'll see you up to later. Make your friend happy. Uh, yeah, what's it? Yeah. 
Well, basically, somebody posted this the other day. Tom's old days that likes to do this. He brings out old photos. And he found the September 15th through 21st NBC schedule for 1968. 1968 TV schedule on NBC, okay. <laughs> what do you think you were listening to or watching on a Sunday night on NBC in 1968? Bonanza. No. No. Walt Disney. Oh, well, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, well, yes, Walt yeah, Disney. Yeah. Early on a Sunday night. Then you had the Mothers-in-Law. Remember that sitcom? Oh, God. Kate Ballard or whatever her name yeah, was. I, I, yeah, I, I, I remember, remember the name. I never saw it, but I remember the name of and it. And then... You were right. Bonanza came on on uh, Sunday nights. And after that, the Phyllis dun, 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 Diller dun, 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 show. Dun. <laughs> Phyllis Diller uh, with her husband, uh, Wolfgang. Fang. Uh, Fang, yeah. <laughs> Fang. All right, Monday night, you had I Dream of Jeannie. Oh, I love that. Oh, uh, you never showed her belly button. Uh, uh, Rowan and Martin's Laugh-In, yeah. which you just mentioned. Yeah. And then Monday night, the movies. All right, now before, you always had the Huntley-Brinkley report before all this would start. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. On Tuesday I night, I don't remember this one. Jerry Lewis had a show. Uh, I don't think it was very long lasting. I don't remember much Probably about it. Probably not. Yeah. But the, the one after is the one that broke all kind of rules. Julia. Remember Julia? No. Oh, God. Yes. The black chick with uh, David Jansen, maybe? Or no, that can't be right. No. Diane Carroll. Diane Carroll. First, first black woman. Black. Yeah, yeah, the first black uh, 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 primetime TV star. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Female. The first black female uh, uh, primetime TV star. Maybe the first did black her own show. Uh, male or female. Yeah. yeah. That's right, Joe. I forgot, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, beautiful woman, very classy. I remember oh, yes. her. I remember she uh, She looked like she just had class. She, she was really elegant to me. I see. Beautiful woman. Yeah. Uh, Wednesday night, you had the Virginian, which I never really cared about. Oh, yeah. With Barbara, was that Barbara Stanwyck and who? the daughter? No, that was the Big Valley. Oh, the Big Valley. That's right. <laughs> that is, oh, my God. Let's see. Now, okay. Then you had the Craft Music Hall. Which Robert Drury was. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm trying to remember the people. Was that Robert Drury? Was that the I guy from the so. Virginian? Oh, my God. Lord. James Drury. James Drury. Somebody Drury, yeah. <laughs> I didn't like that show. No, After the yet. Craft Music Hall, which is usually they roasted people. They had the Dean Martin roast and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And The Outsider. I don't know what The Outsider was. You remember that show? I do not remember The Outsider. All right. Thursday, one of my favorite shows of all time, Daniel Boone. It is 1968. Fess Parker. Daniel Boone was Daniel a man. Daniel Boone was a man. Uh, a man, big a man. man. <laughs> uh, don't sing the rest of it. Uh, uh, Ironside followed that with Raymond, Raymond Burr. Raymond Burr in his wheelchair. Yeah. That's right. And then one of the greatest shows of all time, Dragnet. <laughs> yeah, we we got to play another one of our Jack Webb's uh, commentaries. In fact, Flounder, I mean, made up. You're a cop, I, I, a flat foot, a bull, a dick, John Law. You're the fuzz, the heat, your poison, your trouble, your bad news. <laughs> he was and perfect. And oh, when he and Bill Gannon, oh my, oh my God, when he and Bill Gannon, and they were just, you know, they have camera shots of them just nodding their head in agreement. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Easiest job on television. Oh God! Stand it was a simple. Yeah, just have just nod your head. <laughs> <laughs> what and by he the, said. Uh, and I remember when he he played the uh, the uh, title character in the movie The Di uh, as a drill instructor at Paris Island. And, of course, it was way whitewashed about, you know, what was really going on at Paris Island, especially when you're there and you're getting ready to go to Vietnam. Uh, but not exactly. But it, but it was, uh, he showed, you know, uh, the discipline and the, anyway, uh, Jack Webb, what a character. Wow. Uh, okay. And after Drag Dad, you had the Dean Martin show, which uh, parents would let me stay up and watch that. They would it not was, let you? 
They would. They oh, they would. would. I haven't yeah. watched D-Mart. I don't know yeah. why. Uh, Friday night, probably one of your favorites, Wagon Train. Oh, with uh, Ward Bond. and yeah, uh, Ward And Bond. Was, was that Clint Eastwood? No, that, Rawhide was Clint yeah. Eastwood, I think. Yeah. Or not, not Rawhide. Were all Rawhide? Yeah. Yeah, uh, Clint Eastwood was on Rawhide, yeah. And Ward Bond. Was Steve McQueen? Oh, I'm sorry? Steve McQueen did a show, too. Back oh, the right. No, he was the uh, uh, Wanted Dead or Alive. Yeah, yeah. With a, with right. a funny right, with a sawed off uh, thirty thirty, and the funny handle on it, uh, like I have on my uh, mare's leg. I, I yeah. love my mare's leg rifle, sawed off thirty uh, thirty. Uh, it's actually forty five caliber that I have, uh, but it has that big uh, uh, big circle thing mm-hmm. that used like uh, the like uh, Luke Luke. Uh, yeah, what's the old man uh, from the rifleman used to have? No, Rob, Chuck Connors. Used Chuck to Connors like had that, that big yeah. handle like that. Yeah, cool. Well, love after that. wagon train, you settled down for the name of the game, which I never quite understood what that was all about. And then late on Friday nights, yeah. Star Trek. Oh, you know, I don't remember that being late on. Yeah. And Saturday night, you started out with Adam 12. See the man. <laughs> what Adam 12? See the man. <laughs> <laughs> See the man. And then they followed that up with Get Smart. Oh, and missed it by that I much. Not much. <laughs> uh, one of the greatest shows Age of all Agent 89 time. or whatever, what, 83 or somebody. A model, yeah, Mel, big skinny uh, model. Blazing Saddles guy, Mel uh, Brooks, yeah. wrote that. He wrote, yeah, Henry that's wrote right. That. Yeah, and then you had the ghost and Mrs. Muir, which was a nice little. Uh, show. She was a nice lady. I can't remember her name. Uh, she was a classy lady oh, too. God, a nice actress. You were actress. just going to ask me. She had a weird name. Uh, well, oh God, Barbara, not Barbara Belgett, Bill Gates. Um, oh, I can't remember. Oh, my we should, God, if you hadn't it asked me, I, w- I could have told you. And then always the Tonight Show, uh, Johnny Carson, Monday through Friday from New York at the time. I believe that's right. I don't know if he'd moved to L.A. yet. I don't think so. I think that was a '70s thing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know for sure, but I, th- I think so. And there's your lineup, 1968, NBC. Oh, wow. <laughs> the I'm Full looking... Color Network, by the way. Well, in fact, hold on a minute. I was going to save this for later, but I'll do it now because I wrote it down myself last night while I was getting ready to do the show for today. Uh, 1926, on this day, the currently, here's what I wrote, 1926, the currently disgraced Peacock began on this day as a radio network of 24 stations, and then I wrote down the National Broadcorping Castration, which I actually said once as kind of a joke. Uh, I signed NBC, the National Broadcorping Castration. Anyway, it was on this day, 1926. They were founded as a radio network, 24 stations. Uh, anyway, and I'm, I just lost my place. I was trying to uh, ghost and Mrs. Muir, M-U-I-R, search... And it was uh, Ghost and Mrs. Muir, and it is a movie. It was based on a movie with Rex Harrison. Rex Harrison, Gene Turney, Natalie Wood, uh, George Sanders, Vanessa Brown, and Edna Best. Great Uh, movie. But what about uh, uh, was the Ghost and Mrs. Muir canceled? Uh, Well, I don't have the. They're only doing the movie, not the TV. Oh, here we go. The TV series. uh, oh, they still uh, Mrs. Muir, NBC canceled this event. Come on, who had played in it? Uh, Hope Lang, yeah. Edward Mulherry, and Hope Lang, 1960. Hope, Hope Lang, a uh, very nice looking, a very nice actress. <laughs> anyway, God, we blew that whole thing. <laughs> oh my God, it's almost <laughs> blew the whole segment. Uh, well, now, oh, I'll say this, I'll do the Swelsey thing shortly after five o'clock, and and um, also in case you just joined us, you're going to hear uh, some really cool uh, audio comments, some sound bites coming up here about some of the topics in the news, including a lot of uh, f bombs that we uh, that uh, we have edited out. Uh, Flounder found them uh, uh, pro- totally. 
appropriate. Uh, but first, a quick update from Billie Eilish. Now, remember, the first time I ever saw or heard Billie Eilish, I was not impressed. I, I thought it, I didn't understand, get anything about. I thought it was a guy. First of all, I didn't know whether it was a male or a female. Uh, and then, Pete, I think you kind of uh, kind of uh, educated me that this was a, a, a major star coming out of nowhere. Well, she's only 22, and Billie Eilish is bemoaning the fact that she's a woman. Billie Eilish talked to Variety about the impact of growing up in the public eye after rising to fame as a teenager. She says, being a woman is a struggle. Being a woman, quote, is just a, such a war forever. Especially being a young woman in the public eye, it's really unfair. Uh, she had a good old-fashioned rant against the double standard of the media. You wear something that's all at all revealing, and everyone's like, oh, but you didn't want people to sexualize you? You can blank my blank. I'm literally a being that is sexual sometimes. Blank you, unquote. Wow. Nobody ever says a thing about men's bodies. If you're muscular, cool. If you're not, cool. If you're to rail thin, cool. If you have a dad bod, cool. If you're pudgy, love it. Everybody's happy with it. You know why? Because girls are nice. They don't give a blank because we see people for who they are. By the way, Billie Eilish is now promoting her mother's plant-based nonprofit charity called Support and Feed while encouraging people to address the horrible connection between meat and systemic issues like racism. Food justice is a real-ass thing. Systemic racism is some real blank. They're trying to kill you guys out there without anybody realizing it. Yeah, meat is racist, apparently. Uh, <laughs> Okie dokie, Billy. Uh, whatever you say, kiddo. She's 22 and worth $100 million, and I'm working with you guys. Uh, coming Great. up, Swellsy. <laughs> Great sp- voice and a nice rat. Yeah, and speak. When she dresses like a girl, she kind of looks like a girl. Anyway, uh, coming up also, did a ghost pull this lady's hair on a ghost searching trip? Coming up next with a Kimber Pete and Flounder and Holy Crap and Sports and more Flounder's Funnies and Skynet and the whole wheel. Almost five. Look out. Here we go. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. Let's get it together, ladies. Left shoulder, right of blank. Ready on your dog target. Road guards out. 
<laughs> Fuck out. It's only me. It's only the Kimmer 503. Just starting to get a little dark outside. I think the shortest day of the year is still December 21st. The uh, Is that the autumnal equinox? No, that's... Uh, or the vernal equinox. I don't remember. It's, it's some, the summer solstice, or I don't know. <laughs> it's one something. Shortest day of the year is December 21st. I'm pretty much positive. How you doing? Five, let's call it 504 with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. Our number, 404 Got a whole bunch of stuff to talk about here today. Uh, some uh, social issues and uh, Hamas and uh, Jewish issues. And uh, Christopher Ray is lying again to Congress and showing he's not doing his freaking job the disgraced director of the FBI. Uh, and uh, we'll have our Swelsey update and Holy Crap at Sports and more Floundered Funnies and Skynet. And uh, we got a million things coming up here for you uh, very, very shortly with the camera Pete and, and the Flounder. Um, uh, let's see, a, a quick uh, one newsy update. I think the balls on these people are unbelievable. Uh, Hunter Biden's attorney is now uh, asking a judge to let him subpoena Donald Trump. And uh, Donald Trump's former attorney generals and acting attorney generals and so forth, because he is now listen to the listen to the balls on these people. He is arguing that he needs to subpoena Donald Trump in order to investigate uh, uh, what they did using improper, incessant and partisan pressure when they went after Hunter Biden. The initial investigation born out of a wider probe into Mr. Biden's taxes and foreign business dealings. Public reporting reveals certain instances appear to suggest insistent, proper and impartisan uh, partisan pressure applied by then-President Trump to my client in, in relation to getting an investigation of Mr. Biden. Uh, goes to the heart of the defense is that this is possibly a vindictive, selective prosecution arising from an unrelenting pressure campaign beginning in the past administration and violation of Mr. Biden's Fifth Amendment rights under the Constitution. This is unbelievable. He's complaining that Donald Trump put pressure to have him uh, investigated. How about the, what you've been doing for seven years? You freaking Democrats, this is unbelievable. You should talk. Holy vindictive and selective prosecution. You impeached Donald Trump twice for nothing. A phone call and a letter. Oh, my God. Anyway, his trial, Hunter's trial goes on probably next year after January sometime. If he, yeah, he, this says he faces up to 25 years in prison if convicted on all charges to the gun charges. Yeah, right. That'll be the freaking day. Oh, by the way, speaking of politics and Donald Trump, this was going. This has now happened a couple of times. For the second time now in Michigan, a judge has ruled that Donald Trump will stay on the state's primary ballot. They were trying to use a Civil War-era constitutional clause in the 14th Amendment, claiming that if you're involved in an insurrection, you're not allowed to be running for office. And, of course, that's nonsense. They had nothing to do with Trump. And this is the second time now in a week the courts decided that he's got to stay on the ballot. Well, no kidding. All this stuff involving Trump is all going to be thrown out. It's all going to be overturned by appeals courts all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court. And that's the one that'll take it, just for the record. By the way, coming up, and speaking of the Supreme Court, uh, this could be a really interesting issue. You know the name Catherine Herridge. She used to work for Fox. Now she's a CBS uh, reporter on military affairs, uh, uh, primarily, but not specifically, I don't think, anymore. She used to be doing that. 
She was a Pentagon expert and very well respected and regarded, and she left Fox. I don't know if she left Fox because of the politics. I, I don't know, but she went to CBS. Well, now a federal judge in Washington is deciding whether to put her in prison and hold her in contempt. Catherine Herridge at CBS, uh, the judge previously ordered her to be interviewed under oath about her sources for a series of stories about Yiping Chen, who was investigated for years on suspicion that she may have lied on immigration forms related to working for a Chinese astronaut program. Uh, She has since sued the government, this Chinese woman has sued the government, saying the details about the probe were leaked to damage her reputation. So she was on the stand by the other by the uh, plaintiff's lawyers, and uh, Herridge refused to answer. She said, "I'm not going to tell you where I got my information. I'm not going to reveal my source." And so the lawyers, uh, the, the uh, attorneys, are asking the U.S. District Judge to hold her in contempt and put her in prison. So here we have a First Amendment issue concerning communist Chinese people in America, and uh, so we'll see. Well, here we go. Uh, Five oh eight. Uh, Nikki Haley may have blown it. If you haven't heard about this, we'll play a quick soundbite for you here. Nikki Haley has now been uh, been ripped on social media and by other politicians in the race for president over what she said she would do if she were to become president. Uh, Flounder? When I get into office, the first thing we have to do, social media accounts, social media companies, they have to show America their algorithms. Let us see why they're pushing what they're pushing. The second thing is every person on social media should be verified by their name. That's First of all, it's a national security threat. When you do that, all of a sudden people have to stand by what they say and it gets rid of the Russian bots, the Iranian bots, and the Chinese bots. And then you're going to get some civility when people know their name is next to what they say. Accountability. And they know their pastor and their family member is going to see it. It's going to help our kids and it's going to help our country. Yeah, well, some of the reaction includes the, this. You know who was anonymous in the writing anonymously back in the day? Alexander Hamilton, John Jay, James Madison. When they wrote the Federalist Papers, they were not national security threats, uh, nor are many secure, uh, conservative Americans across the country exercising their constitutional right to voice their opinions, says Ron DeSantis. Also, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy says, uh, he referenced the Federalist Papers, if they were alive, get your heels off my neck and go back to England. (laughs) Uh, Charlie Kirk, uh, nice try, Nikki. Anonymous speech is a core part of free speech, which the founders would know since many of them, including Alexander Hamilton and James Madison, wrote anonymously. Also, others, uh, digital strategists saying uh, he's decided he's had enough being racial over the ex-post about her high heels. As Nikki Haley wear the Federalist Papers written by founding fathers using pseudonyms, Glenn Greenwald, uh, Greenwald she's completely unhinged. This is blatantly unconstitutional. And I, I, I have a feeling this is going to come back to haunt her. Uh, she's trying to be strong and tough to show we need civility. But, Pete, you made a point earlier. What's civility got to do with it? Yeah, that's how they got rid of Trump. Uh, this, is, this, well, this is an open debate about the world going to crap. And we need to, you know, not mince words about it. Now, if she's going to do social media ID, now now do voter ID. Be a Republican and actually do something for once. Yeah. Stand up for free elections and fair elections and safe elections, by the way. Okay, uh, Pete's coming up. Quick, 511, quick update on Swelsey, as I've been promising. Uh, Travis Kelsey has issued an apology to Taylor Swift's father. 
if you may have seen the video, it's kind of gone weirdo. Everything about Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey is going weirdo. Scott Swift, the dad, tried to high-five Travis after Taylor changed a lyric and karma to reference the NFL tight end during her tour, yeah, Eros tour. Travis Kelsey's ensuring he has no bad blood, unquote, with Taylor Swift's dad after meeting him for the first time. Uh, on the podcast, highlights with his brother, Jason Kelsey, also an NFL player. He says, how's it feel to be officially the guy on the Chiefs? And he said, you were so shocked that you left uh, when, when Taylor changed the wording to the song about him. You were so shocked you left Scott hanging. Scott's over there looking for a high five. And a viral video of the two men reacting to the change in the lyrics. Scott can be seen trying to give Travis a celebratory high five. And Travis uh, Kelsey says, man, yeah, Mr. Swift, I have calls him Mr. Swift. Mr. Swift, I apologize, the big guy. Oh, man, I miss that. I never miss a high five, too. Big high five guy. It's the most electric thing you can do at an event. So sorry. Uh, and I think it's so nice that he calls him Mr. Scott. Uh, you're going to let this guy off the hook with a relationship swaying you from a lifetime of fandom? He says, I might have persuaded him at dinner the night before I met him to let me date his daughter. It was an electric crowd. Everybody went to the shows. Taylor was on record saying it's one of her favorite. Again, I love this. He says, Taylor was on record as saying it's one of her favorite places to play. So hats off to you guys for showing the love. For those of you who haven't seen all the videos of me on your TikTok and Instagram, I was enjoying myself there. The show was even more electric. I know Taylor absolutely ripped it. She loved it. She killed it and looked like she was having some fun up there. And after the show was over, she gleefully ran into his arms, gave him a big kiss, went viral online. Their public display of affection. I'm telling you, I love these lovebirds. I think it's real. And I think he's showing you can be a tough guy, man, and still love your lady and give her the, uh, the little special you know how love. how we know you're uh... a... <laughs> Shut up. Five Little things, little things. I gotta live on something. Uh, it's 513. Holy crap, it's sports is next with the Kimberpeen Flounder and Bumper Stick and Rick will get him too. Hold on, stand by 513 Lamb. With Tug, Rhino, and Los. This is wartime as far as I'm concerned. At this point, if you're attacking bases that host U.S. troops or paying for it, we're in a war. We're in a war. Our border needs to be closed. Our government needs to be looked at. We need to say, hey, this person shouldn't have security. Batten down the hatches. Let's close everything up and start protecting American citizens over everyone else. The Morning Extra. Now every morning from 6 to 10 a.m. Only on Extra 1063. With the holiday season upon us, convenience is king. And at RBM of Atlanta, convenience is our middle name. Meet our Mercedes-Benz pickup and delivery service. It gives you back time and money. Does your Mercedes-Benz need service? If so, we'll pick up your vehicle that's requiring service from your home or office and bring it back to our dealership for the required services. Once the services have been completed, we'll bring your Mercedes-Benz to you. With over 100 appointment times available every weekday, more than 50 appointments on Saturdays, and more than 200 courtesy vehicles in our fleet, we're here to serve. We'll work around your schedule. We're here to save you time, energy, and money. Find out today why we're a 2022 J.D. Power Dealer of Excellence, a five-time winner, and Atlanta's only seven-time Mercedes-Benz Best of the Best winner. We're proud to be Atlanta's Mercedes-Benz connection since 1964. Pickup and delivery service restrictions do apply. Ask your service coordinator or service advisor for details. So, you conquered the hardest part. You found the one. Got approval from the family. 
shop for the engagement ring, and you pop the question. Nice job. But you're not done. Now it's time to plan the wedding, pick the dress, pick your tux, plan the honeymoon, and find the wedding bands. Well, you're in luck, because Wedding Band Weekend is back at Solomon Brothers Jewelers, November 17th through the 19th. Now is the perfect time to stop in and shop all of the top brands in the industry. You'll find the ring of her dreams at Solomon Brothers Jewelers. And here's the best part. During Wedding Band Weekend, when you purchase her ring, you'll get your ring for free. So don't miss Wedding Band Weekend, November 17th through the 19th in Buckhead and Alpharetta. And at Solomon Brothers, no matter the price, you'll find something nice. So visit us today on Peachtree Road in Buckhead and on Old Milton Parkway in Alpharetta. You can also shop online at SolomonBrothers.com or on Instagram at Solomon Brothers. Hey, Atlanta, it's Ben, host of the Weekend Ben Burnett Show, right here on Extra 106.3, Atlanta's all-conservative talk station. Each Saturday and Sunday at noon, you can catch my show, where we talk about all the issues, local, national, and global. If you miss an episode, you can catch all my content at the podcast park, where I put out new episodes of the Ben Burnett Show on Tuesdays and Thursdays, featuring long-form interviews with the people who create your perspective. Thanks for listening to Extra 106.3, Atlanta's all-conservative talk station. See you around, Atlanta. You've been listening to Ray Giudice for years. He's a smart guy. You know he knows DUI and criminal law. He's been in practice for over 30 years. But did you know Ray knows some of the best legal minds in the business? From labor contracts to real estate to divorce, Ray can help you through it all. He can put together the legal team you need. He's the guy you call when you've got legal questions. So call him at 404-964-4185. Ray Giudice, 404-964-4185. You and your buddy, you've been through a lot with each other. The ups and the downs. He's been with you every morning, noon, and night. You've traveled the world together. Heck, he was even with you on your first big date. But have you noticed he's struggling lately? Not performing on the job. He can't even stand up straight anymore. He's wanting to cry out for help but just doesn't know how. He needs Dr. Deal and Total Body Therapy of Georgia. They can give him the gift of good posture this year. Help him stand proud and become all he was meant to be. Now, take him by the hand. Look him in the eye and say, I appreciate you, little fella. And we're going to get you some help. We're going to call 404-777-1911. We're going to visit StopMyED.com. We are going to say goodbye to erectile dysfunction forever. Total Body Therapy of Georgia. It's a hard conversation to have, but it's one worth having. Total Body Therapy of Georgia. Online at StopMyED.com. Hey, it's Lowe's here with my real estate expert, Rhonda Duffy of Duffy Realty of Atlanta. Rhonda, how has Duffy made the buying and selling process this efficient without overcharging your clients? When you list your home with Duffy Realty, you're paying an unheard of listing commission of .0088 of the sales price versus the ridiculous 6% listing commission. If there's no buyer's agent, there's no buyer's agent's commission, so you keep more money in your pocket. We do the same marketing with more rights and proven results. You can sell at an even higher price. Sell, rent, or lease purchase at the same time. The option is your choice. You can have transparent communication between all parties. That equals control of your transaction. And we have skilled negotiation with over 42,000 successfully closed homes. If you want an option to make more money and ask a high price, Duffy Realty. If you're buying or selling a home, do it on your terms and save the most money with Duffy Realty. DuffyRealtyATL.com Duffy Realty ATL. The 
legend Neil Bortz is only on Extra 106.3. With daily commentary you'll hear throughout the day. And he's on live with a morning extra every Tuesday morning at 7.30. Atlanta's only conservative news and talk station, Extra 106.3. And catch all of Neil's commentary on the Extra app. Uh, look out, uh, five, uh, 519. Uh, bumper sticker, Rick, hold on a second. <laughs> I know it's getting dark and everything, but I promise we'll get right to you. Also, I can't believe I don't have a single sports birthday or sports history note from looking last night and this morning. So I'm feeling kind of letting you down. But uh, we got the best anyway. Holy crap, it's sports and Pete Davis. Brian Snicker <laughs> came in third in the National League Manager oh, of the Year Award. Voting wow. by the sports writers here. Oh, wow. Skip Schumacher, the Marlins won, followed by former Brewers and now Cubs skipper Craig Council. Brandon Hyde of the Orioles won over in the AL. And it seems that Ronald Acuna Jr. does not want his amazing year in the baseball field to come to an end just yet. Huh? He's down in his native Venezuela playing for Los Tiburones. Oh, I don't... The Sharks yeah. in their winter league. Yeah, I don't like it either, I but don't... I can you stop him? Ah, yowie. Boy, uh, let's know. hope. Let's hope. You know, sliding That's into a the base and, and pulls a hamstring or something, sliding I into know. third and trying to steal another base to show the fans I how much know. he loves the thing with the thing. He's gets hit in the Gets hit in the pinky finger with a fastball high and tight inside. Come on, you're killing me here. All right, we get it. Ah, sorry. <laughs> you don't want him there. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Right. Well, if he's ours. Uh, well, a you, mosquito could uh, beat uh, him. Uh, you got to happen with his eye. A mosquito could uh, eat his uh, eye vein. A meteorite. Tremendous. Uh, possibly. Oh, sorry. MLB is thinking about shortening the pitch clock from 20 seconds to 2 next year. Quite, no, <laughs> to 18. From 20 to uh, 18. So, you know, I mean, uh, they're going to say, uh, what, another 8 minutes? Four well, minutes? It's because in, in the postseason, the time went up about seven minutes, and they didn't like that trend. So they're going to try and bring oh, it back down a little bit. Uh, Georgia keeps on winning. Not only are they back where they belong on top of the college football playoff committee's poll, they just picked up a four-star defensive lineman from Dublin High School. Hmm. Nasir Johnson had been committed to Florida, but he's changed his mind. Huh? A big recruiting win for the Dongs there. He's the number 27 defensive lineman in the country wow. for the class of 2024. He's number 25 in the state of Georgia. He's six foot four, 300 pounds. Mm. Well, he may have me in height, <laughs> and I don't want to brag, no, but I'm within 85 pounds of him right now. <laughs> if I work hard over the holidays and really pound in the vittles, I could get within 75 pounds of him by New Year's. Well, he's got me by 150 or more. <laughs> You're never catching him. Uh, UGA has the longest winning streak in college football at 27. The next team at 17 is who? Who's the next? Uh... Oh, uh, uh, Virginia. <laughs> no, no, Virginia. I don't. You they're, asked they're me. They're like two and eight this I'm, year. I don't even have any. Uh, Washington. Washington. Washington well, is seventy-one. There you, are. there you go. So how does that seventy-six million being paid to fired head oh, coach Jimbo Fisher break down to? <laughs> okay. Former Channel forty-six sports director Steve Taylor hmm. said on Facebook yeah. that Jimbo will get twenty-six thousand three hundred and one American dollars. A day oh for the next eight years. Oh my God! Every day he could wake up and buy a Honda Civic. Every day for eight years. For eight years, yeah. 
Holy uh, as for the college football playoff top 25, you got Georgia number one, followed by Ohio State, then Michigan and Florida State. Washington just out again at number five. Then you got Oregon, Texas, Alabama, Missouri, and Louisville at number 10. Then Oregon State, Penn State, and Ole Miss at 13. Oklahoma 14, LSU 15, Tennessee 18, and North Carolina 20th. Do you, do you the, see anything other than Georgia, Ohio State in the finals? For the, I think uh, well, we don't know about Michigan because they could be suspended. I'm sure they could be kicked out. Well, I, I think Ohio State's. Well, I don't know if they're a better team than Michigan, but but either well, if the, whoever wins the Ohio State Michigan game, yeah, maybe that'll out. be the one. Yeah, usually they don't try and do that, but no. we'll see how Washington. Washington's had some shaky wins, so I don't know about that. Yeah. Uh, the Bahamas Bowl has moved this year to Charlotte and will be called the famous Toastery Bowl. Famous what? Toastery Bowl. What is that? What's it toastery? is a restaurant around Charlotte, North Carolina. It's somewhere around North Carolina. A restaurant sponsor, has got enough money to sponsor a whole bowl game? Well, for one year. Gee, yeah, but still, my God, it's probably it's got to be millions of dollars, isn't it? I mean, you yeah. don't get that well, for fifty grand or something. Well, it is the Bahamas Bowl, so I don't know if you say millions God, of dollars. That's, wow. Uh, tonight, can I interest you in maybe Central Michigan and Ohio? Uh, tonight's Wednesday night. I see. I've done my laundry. I've done some possible cleaning. I might tune in for twenty minutes, as possible. I'll be working. But well, how about Buffalo at Miami of Ohio? Nah, I know. Is it that isn't. sexier for you? Nah, I don't, I'm not no. feeling that at all. All right, all right Flounder, hit it. You know, you know what? Uh oh, oh boy. What are we doing now? In case you've been wondering, what non-convicted murderer O.J. Simpson is up to these days. Oh boy. Wonder no more. OJ was on a podcast recently, and the host said, You know, it's hard to catch up with you, you former running back, because you're always partying these days. Ooh. And OJ agreed, saying he recently hooked up with a college girl from New Hampshire. Oh, my God. Quote, You'd be surprised how many girls have father issues. You'd be shocked at how many girls have granddaddy issues. I did like her, though. It lasted about three days. She had to go back to school. End quote. <laughs> Yeah, she had homework, you know, <laughs> the paper. She had to go back to school. Oh, my God. What OJ, is he, 70 by the way. What, what no, O.J. Simpson is 76 years old. So, Kimmer, what is your excuse? I got no excuse. I got nothing. I got, I'm not, I, did, I don't have any, you know, chicks need guys with skills. I have no skills. I have nunchuck skills. I don't have a Heisman Trophy. Uh, you know, I look like this. Uh, remember, remember, remember when Amanda looked at my picture of her back when I was a TV anchorman? And she said, that's you? You? <laughs> There's no excuse for you not to be pulling the birds out of a buckhead bars yeah. right now. Well, I, I, I do have Asian cheerleader night of the Kimmer's fan club contingent uh, once. Yes. But, but they don't know who you but are. But they, they don't really. Yeah, it's not. It doesn't. It's not. No. You know, just off the boat got, from Manila, they have no I got clue. nothing. I got nothing. Browns quarterback Deshaun Watson will undergo season-ending surgery on a broken bone in his throwing shoulder. Oh, boy. Deshaun says he's disappointed by the bad news, but looks forward to a long <laughs> rehab stint of massage therapy. <laughs> Adam Schefter of ESPN reporting no, that Bills not. head coach Sean McDermott is on the hot seat. Oh. They're five and six. Well, okay. yeah, but they got player issues, don't they? Yeah, I think their window's closed. Frankly, this problem's happening. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Dan Orvlosky of ESPN floated a big rumor saying he's heard that Bill Belichick will leave the Patriots yeah. at the end of this season yeah. and the 71-year-old coach will take his talents to another team. Which team do you think that would be? I would believe that would be San Diego. 
Well, you'd be incorrect, sir, because there's no NFL team oh, in San well, the Diego. Char- where are the Chargers? Where are the Chargers? I'll <laughs> 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 screw you. The L.A., by somebody. The Vegas, Bucks, I don't know where they might. Abilene, Texas. Abilene, yeah, the Abilene Chargers right there. <laughs> you idiot. I, I'm sorry. You said, it, you said it with such gusto and fervor. Uh, well, San Diego. I know the answer. It's a I San Diego Chargers. <laughs> I got it, Mom. Ooh, 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 Mr. Connor. Yeah, Mr. Connor. Jeez. Sorry to get your hopes up, Falcons fans. I was fans, so close. You were so you were just oh, by a lot. The Hawks won in Detroit, one twenty-six to one twenty last night. They have the Knickerbockers in State Farm Arena tonight. So be sure to bring some Febreze to counter all those Knicks. Yeah, here go there. By the way, they're doing something called an in-season tournament. I have no clue what they're talking about. NBA. Yes, yeah, so I'm just going to roll with it. I have no clue what it is, but we're just going to roll with End it. End-of-season tournament. No, in in season tournament. In season tournament. What is that? In, While they're know. playing the the series. Oh my god! I don't know. It's like soccer where they go off and play other <sighs> leagues before they come it's back. I don't in know. In the computer. <laughs> in, in, in. All right, play the sound again, uh, Flounder. You know. Uh, what hold on a minute. Here we go. Need a short. <laughs> Former Alabama baseball coach Brad Bohannon and an associate will be banned from Ohio sports books due to an alleged inside info scheme involving a Crimson Tide baseball game. Oh. Bohannon's associate placed a wager and attempted to place another on a Bama LSU baseball game April 28th with the Bet MGM Sportsbook at the Great American Ballpark in Cincinnati. That's where the Reds play. ESPN says Neff made a parlay bet that included LSU beating the Crimson Tide and also attempted to place a large straight bet of $100,000 on the Tigers to beat the Tide, oh. which drew suspicion from the sports book. Well, since he's with Alabama, I guess. Well, Alabama scratched his scheduled starting pitcher prior to the game, which LSU did win 8-6. to six. Ah. Ah. On this date, November 15, 1886, the Cincinnati Red Stockings trade catcher Jack Boyle and $400 to the St. Louis Browns for outfitter Hugh Nickel. Why do we care? I don't know. I, I guess it was an. I was a first black player traded, maybe, or I, I don't know. First trade ever. Oh, really? What year? Uh, eighteen eighty-six. Wow! And people forget and baseball goes back before nineteen. Well, before nineteen hundred. Civil War Bay. They were playing still. What eighteen? Was it eighteen forty? When did they first start playing baseball? Eighteen forties, we think now. Or, or do you remember? You're the one that should know. You're at the opening game. I was there. I was. I threw out the first pitch when it was an unbelievable. On uh, this day, I don't. I don't know. It's I don't sometime. Know. Yeah. Well, actually, Civil the Braves. War, I think. Yeah. Uh, the Red Stockings started in the early 1870s, I said, because the Braves started in 1876. 1846. 1846. First, uh, uh, okay. yeah, I told you. Yeah. Uh, and you know where they started, Kimmer? No, I don't. San Diego. Oh, thank you. With the Chargers? Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay. Uh, finally, <laughs> do we have time for one more? Yeah, absolutely. Do whatever you want. 1961, Roger Maris named the AL's MVP the second straight year. Uh, he had 61 homers, edged out his more popular Yankee teammate, Mickey Mantle who was hospitalized with a severe abscess septic infection yeah. in his hip. Yeah. In his book, Ball Four, former Yankee right-hander Jim Bouton claimed that Mantle got the infection from a dirty needle because the Yanks were shooting him up with vitamins. Wow. Well, he was and, crippled that last, you know, for... Well, for, it was, he brought on yeah. a lot of it to himself. But yeah. ironically, also on this date in 68, Bouton signed with the Seattle Pilots, in which he oh. wrote that book. Yeah. And Roger Maris was almost embarrassed that he was, you know, all the attention of breaking Babe Ruth's record and Mickey Mantle competition and 
stuff. I felt bad for the guy. And eventually, everybody, you know, kind of showed what had happened to him and appreciated his efforts and his family. And then Mark McGuire came along and lied to yeah, him in right. front of his family. Yeah, scumbag. Yeah. Uh, well, I think, uh, is that, uh, anything else? That's it. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, it's 530. Hold on. I promise. Uh, bumper sticker Rick is with us. And it's it's getting dark. It's dark. It's getting uh, 531 with the camera, Peter Flounder. San Diego. Hey, where? <laughs> Here we go. 537. Rick's coming right up. Stand by. First, 1978 on this day. You may remember this song from somebody else, like the Rascals. I'm sorry, play a little Mr. MD. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I gotta get this one. What do you need? Yeah, we go. Good loving. 1978, the Grateful Dead's 10th album, Shakedown Street, was released. Included their cover of the Rascals' hit "Good Love It." This pretty good a- a version of it, actually. I had never heard this before. I like it. I'll be damned. I can't believe I actually like a Grateful Dead song. <laughs> Wait till I tell my daughter, Jennifer. She was a deadhead. She used to follow him around when we didn't know whether she was dead or alive. Back when she was a cocaine and heroin addict, and then she would follow him around. Oh my God. God bless her. She's a hero, man. She's been straight for almost 20 years. Uh, 538. Hold on, Rick. One more thing. Uh, on this day, 1956, Elvis Presley's first movie, Love Me Tender, opened in New York City in 56. 1959, Holcomb, Kansas. Two ex-cons, Richard Hickok and Perry Smith, got wind that a local farm family, the Clutters, had a safe with thousands of dollars in it. Instead, they left four members of the family dead, killed in cold blood. The Truman Capote book came out in 1965 after they were hanged. And the movie, in fact, that was Robert Blake. We just mentioned him a little while ago. Killed his wife and got away with it. Uh, he was uh, one of the stars in that thing. Okay, to the phones, 539. It's Bumper Stick Rick. Hello, Bumper Stick Rick. How's it going, sir? Welcome aboard. <laughs> uh, I just had a, uh, I had an update for you, Kimmer. You know, um, yeah. I put that uh, picture uh, a few years back of my daughter listening to the uh, podcast in Piedmont Hospital in her little bed. Yes, sir. And then I saw you at the ball game in the uh, in the uh, 106.3 booth and gave you a little update there. Yes, well, indeed. I have to tell you another update. There's going to be another lunatic. Uh, we're going to the hospital for uh, our son to be born. And so uh, we're going to send in uh, another picture of another maniac coming into this world listening to the Kimmer Show. Oh, outstanding. I remember that so well. I can't believe it. And I hope your family's okay with that. I don't know whether the wife is all is on board with this or not. But oh, everybody's on board. <laughs> and uh, you're... 
Oh, everybody's on board. You remember I brought my mom to the ball game, right? Mom's yeah. still wondering when you're going to give her a call. Uh, <laughs> I, I respect her too much to do that to her, frankly. She's too nice a lady. <laughs> She's too classy. <laughs> and and, and uh, just to close it out, uh, ever since daylight savings fell off, I've walked out of the office at the exact same time, and it is definitely getting darker sooner if you had to. If you had to ask. I, did, I knew that was true. Rick, Supper five, my friend. Thanks a lot. And right, good luck. Best wishes. Uh, uh, God bless America, and I'm so happy for you. And again, you're you, you got to do all the work to make sure that she's comfortable the best way you can when you're breathing real hard right down there with her. I'll never forget my two kids being born. They were both so different. We had, I'd taken the classes. That was in '72 and '75, and we took the classes, and uh, and you, you know you worried about the breathing and all stuff. When, when she's having the baby, that breathing stuff doesn't mean squat. Uh, but but I'll tell you, the moment they were, the instant they were both born, were totally completely different and i'll never forget that split second of when you realize i mean oh wow it was just really powerful anyway 541 with the kimber pete and flounder uh let's see uh coming up we got all kinds of good things here with the kimber program if you want to join us like rick did 404-741-1230 uh and maybe this oh god jeez i hate when you do it just pull up a note or something hold everything it's a whoa we got by the sound of our theme it sounds like we got we got some a1 uh, technology coming up here. <laughs> <Where is it? laughs> I keep Sky looking at it and say A1. Yeah, A1 technology uh, was Skynet or, or AI. Either one's fine. Call it. <laughs> uh, another problem with so called journalists using AI to create content. Yeah. Uh, they got a lot to learn when it's too soon to treat death a little lightly, it seems. The Guardian newspaper is demanding that Microsoft take public responsibility for running a distasteful AI-generated poll alongside a Guardian article about a woman found dead at a school in Australia. Oh, a poll? The headline read, yeah, the, the headline, Woman found dead at St. Andrew's School in Sydney identified as water polo coach Lily James. But right next to that story, AI posted a poll asking the reader, what they think the cause was of the woman's death featured in the article. The choices were, one, murder, murder. two, accident, or three, suicide. <laughs> Readers slammed the article, blaming The Guardian. The Guardian is asking Microsoft for assurance they will not use and apply experimental technologies on or alongside Guardian-licensed journalism without explicit approval. So in response, AI posted another poll which asked, is the Guardian newspaper being a sensitive little biatch about this? <laughs> they answered, one, yes, yes, two, no, three, humans are whiny little meat puppets. <laughs> Well, you know, this is going to be nothing but disaster. I mean, all, all the good things that this new technology with, for medicine and pharmaceutical drugs to help and stuff is one thing. But holy cow, I'll bet you there it's a hundred to one horrible, <laughs> negative, dangerous uh, consequences to this whole technology oh, when it gets can, full can you be Can you imagine being the family member of this woman who's dead in the bowl? And they have a poll next to yeah. Hey, what do you murdered? think happened to her? Yeah, <laughs> who can, what's the point? I mean, you know, it's like an election. The election's over at 7. It doesn't matter who's first. Either she was killed or murdered or accident or suicide or whatever. But what's the point? I mean, that's not what you take polls on. God, what, <laughs> they got nothing better to do with your time to try, look at an article and say, gee, I 
wonder how she died. Let me vote on this. Well, you know, we, 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 we have that much free time. <laughs> we can't give a robot empathy. It's going to be very uh, hard to do. This. God, yeah, I guess. Oh, Lordy. Anyway, very <laughs> funny. Uh, 544. Pete, you're a ghosting guy. You've been ghosting things with Wayne. No offense. We had ghost hunter Joel on yep. here not long ago. Well, in Dorset, England, a lady named Katie was on a ghost tour in an 18th century Georgian manor house in Wimborne Minster, Dorset, England, and she had a close encounter with a ghost, she believes. The, it's called the uh, uh, Marley House, built in 1756. And this girl, Katie, no last name given, she and her friends were in the house when Katie swore something pulled at her hair. She said, something just touched my head. Another woman said, uh, there's nothing behind you. Katie said, something touched my head. There was a ghost hunter expert named Tony Ferguson on the tour with the visitors, and he filmed the entire sit-down. And he said, the camera's going to pick up any movement if something really did touch her. He's been ghost hunting for 15 years. He said, that night we had many skeptics, non-believers, and believers in the group. Uh, Katie was on their first ever ghost hunting investigation, was nervous about the movement she claimed to have felt on her head. Well, Tony says, looking at the video, you can see it move on the left-hand side of her head. It was pitch black at the time, but her hair can be seen moving in the video. The group also claimed to have heard loud bangs and voices of children on the ghost tour of the home. And I, I saw the, uh, the still shot of the video, and her hair moved. Her hair yeah. was, was, well, was we... pushed out somehow. They've explained the loud bangs, though. Oh, what was the loud banging? That was Will Smith getting murdered well, up in the room. Up with the, the, the guy, uh, <laughs> the pool boy, I'm guessing. <laughs> I, I, I don't know going to get the vision of Will Smith bent over a couch uh, and the other actor was... Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Yowie. Okie okay, oh, dokie, no. 546 with a Kimmer, Pete, and Flounder. It's almost oh, over, my friends. It's almost over. <laughs> Thank God, <laughs> Lord. <laughs> oh, mercy. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. All right, look out. How's it going? 551. We have a phone call and a ghost story coming up here with a Kimmer, Pete, and a Flounder. And a couple of quick uh, wrapping up the deal here today. Let's see. Birthdays include, or actually a historical note, in 1980 on this day, Kenny Rogers had his first number one hit with Lady, written by Lionel Richie. Birthdays include James Widows. You may not know the name. W-I-D-D-O-E-S. James Widows is 70 years old. He was the guy, he was Hoover, the president of Animal House fraternity in the in Animal House. He was the guy who did the juggling. <laughs> the blind guy did the juggling. And in fact, he's, I, I, if you've ever seen the making of Animal House, or if you haven't seen it, if you have a chance to watch it, it's, I've got it on my DVR uh, file thing there. And he, ta- he said one day the director said, hey, can anybody do anything like you know juggle or he said yeah i can juggle so well let's do some juggling <laughs> and that's how they did the movie i mean they just <laughs> threw stuff <laughs> oh, in there you know they were forbidden to go to any frat parties while they were on the college so of course he and d-day went to one <laughs> got, got in a fight with the football team knocked three of his teeth out widow's teeth out when belushi got back from new york from doing saturday night live and heard about it they had to restrain him from going and fighting the football <laughs> <Yeah. players. laughs> hey. James Widows is Hoover is
is 70 today. Uh, Judy Gold, the comedian actress, is 61. Um, and uh, let's see one quick historical note here. Oh, this is uh, William Tecumseh Sherman's March to the Sea began on this day in 1864. Uh, remember the name of Ivan Boski? Highest paid guy on Wall Street on this day in 1986. He faced $100 million in fines for insider trading. Uh, Yelky. And anyway. By, by the way, I'm still calling yeah. for an Oliver Cromwell like retribution from the war criminal Sherman. I think we should dig up the body, behead it, put it on a pike. And, and let raise the money to, to the family. Raise some money. Have people look at it on pay per view to raise money for the families that he, or he the farms starved, he destroyed. Or he, he starved white and black people yeah. the, by killing all the livestock and destroying all the crops. Well, uh, you know, uh, some of our generals were, uh, you know. <clears throat> he took a modern army and he turned it against a, a U.S. civilian population. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's, it was horrible. Horrible. Uh, to the phones, it's uh, Keith. Keith is uh, joined to the Kimmer Feed Flounder. Hey, Keith, welcome aboard. What's up? Hey, Kimmer. Hey, Pete. Hey, Flounder. Yes, sir. Um, this was about, I guess, 20 years ago. Taking a tour of Barrington Hall in Roswell with my wife, and she had something tug on her hair. Really? Now, Barrington <laughs> yeah, Hall, we were... I, it, well, tell me about Barrington Hall in Roswell. Uh, Barrington's right across from Bullock Hall, right where like 120 comes into downtown Roswell. Oh yeah, okay. Is what is it known for? Uh, it's uh, is it an old place or what? Yeah, I mean it's it was there. It's it survived the Civil War. Hmm. And so but, now, um, now were you there on a tour or is it? I guess I don't know much about the place. So was it a tour or you eat there or stay in there or what? Uh, we were taking a tour. I don't know, maybe ten people on the tour. We had a guy tell us, you know, going room to room, and we were all the way upstairs. And my wife was standing about, I don't know, ten, twelve feet away from me. And I saw her out of the corner of my eye, like flipping her. She had her hair back in a ponytail. I turned around and looked at her, and she looked at me and realized that she thought I was messing with her, but I was too far away from her to be doing anything. And Oh. Something was pulling on her ponytail, and nobody was behind her. Oh man! I mean, she really she did she see kind of feel it move? You mean? I mean, wow! Yeah, I mean, she was brushing her hand back, like trying to brush me away, thinking I was messing with her. And she realized it wasn't me. She she kind of turned white as a ghost. Wow! I, now, did she? Did the people say, you know, well, this place is famous for ghosts or anything? Did it come up, or <laughs> have you ever figured out anything, or is it known for that or anything? Do you know? Well, I've always heard Roswell's pretty haunted just because of the history of the town. Yeah. But. Well, the Civil War and everything. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, great story. Now, she, was she freaked? I guess she's probably freaked out. Does she still think about it? Or is she, she going to think about it now when you get home, I guess, soon, too? <laughs> well, I mean, she, I mean she, she's cool with it, but yeah. she was freaked out at the time. I'll bet. Uh, great story. Keith, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Uh, have a great one out there. 555. Do we have time to do the Will Smith story again? This is incredible. Uh, uh, Will Smith is now denying claims that he was uh, caught having sex with a fresh prince of Bel-Air actor named Dwayne Martin. However, a guy named Brother Blum Lal, who used to work with Will Smith as a, a former personal assistant, was being interviewed by this girl on a website internet thing, and he uh, describes how he walked in uh, to the dressing room one time, and uh, here's his words. <clears throat> that I, one I walked in on. Who'd you walk in on? Him and Dwayne Martin. Okay. 
Hollywood is the hurry up and, and, and wait game. So three minutes later after them telling me, hey, you got eyes on Will. You got, we, we, we need him to come watch this. So I'm running all over the, the, the studio. He's not in his dressing room. I go to the cafeteria. I'm like, well, but I see his car there. I'm like, where's this guy at? So now I'm holding Dwayne down too. So I have the keys to his dressing room. So I'm like, yo, and they're calling my, my they, I'm on walkie talkie and they're calling my cell phone. Yo, we need to get Will here. I'm like, yo, kind of down. Like I'm <laughs> trying to find is like, this is, this is unlike him, right? So I, I open the um, door to Dwayne's dressing room and that's when I see Dwayne and having sex with Will. Let me process that for a second. There was a couch, and um, Will was bent over on the couch, and Dwayne was standing up, killing him. Murder. Like, <laughs> murder. It was murder in there. <laughs> it was murder. I've never, I've never heard it de- described quite like Neither. that. But I'm going to oh, use it every time Daddy. now. <laughs> I murdered her. <laughs> I murdered that chick. <laughs> Yowie Gadawi, oh. uh, 557. How about Dana White? Well, can we have time for Dana White? Let's do that. He was on a podcast with uh, talking about how uh, what people tried to get him to change sponsors for political reasons, and he told him where to go. This happened to me, too. This, this happened to me. I posted a video for Trump, right, mm-hmm. on my personal social media, and one of our big sponsors called and said, take that down. You know what I said? Go f*** yourself. Yeah. <laughs> you vote for whoever you want to vote for. And I'll vote for whoever I want to vote for. That's how this works. I don't even care who you're voting for. It's none of my business. Vote. F*** you. Yeah? Mm-hmm. Don't ever f***ing call me and tell me who to vote for. <laughs> well, we can certainly understand that. Uh, oh, mercy. Uh, let's see. Let's see. 558 with a Kimber Pete and Flounder. Uh, do we have, to, uh, do we have a, a time for anything left? Before, uh, 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 maybe Flounder's funny? I think I got one more right here. This is uh, Jeff Dye. This will be perfect right here. Excellent. Force have tried to be woke a little bit. You know, they, they cancel team names now if they think the team name is historically insensitive. <laughs> like uh, the Cleveland Indians had to change to the Cleveland Guardians. And, uh, and it's because the term uh, Indian is very offensive to 20-year-old liberal arts white girls. <laughs> uh, they call them the Cleveland Guardians now, but I don't think that's better than Indians. Because I went down to the Guardian Casino and I asked... Guardian Casino. <laughs> I said, excuse me, can I speak with one of you guardians? They're like, stop calling us that immediately. <laughs> well, you guardians are so sensitive. And they're like, I'm going to fight you. <laughs> it just blurs everything, right? I was trying to teach my nieces and nephews how to play Cowboys and Guardians. and <laughs> Teaching my niece how to give Guardian rubs. <laughs> I wrote like a hundred of these. I don't know if you know. <laughs> a lot of Guardian jokes. Uh, you got to love it. Who's that again? Uh, his name is Jeff Die. Jeff Die. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Uh, anyway, by the way, you people are reacting to the video I put up on Facebook of me cutting and pasting using actual Scott's tape trying to get my show ready. Uh, uh, yeah, he said, you just flunked out of MacGyver training school. Very funny. And somebody needs a Snickers bar. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. Crusty old grandpa. It won't be long. Anyway, God bless America. Hoorah, Semper Fi. It's only me. I got to go. You're killing me. Boys. Uh, Flounder and Pete Davis. Tomorrow is all over again. <laughs> Look out.
What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.